Mac, family, work, God, Drake, and all. The GFL Fantasy Football Weekly has transformed from a hobby of mine to a calling. I haven't been this fired up since I found out I was unknowingly in a polygamous marriage. <laughs> No. Uh, as I told you earlier, it's the sexy rasp. We're trying to get more listeners. If the sexy rasp is, is doing it for everybody, then Garl just got to, you know, I got to take one for the team and just keep it going. Okay. Well, and, Matt, our ratings were higher uh, a couple months ago when you were sick. So, oh, yeah. A direct correlation. We'll have to check it's the possible. It's possible, Garl. I mean, you know, there's also our ratings were higher when you weren't getting laid either. So, I don't know, correlation or not, you know. So, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, Downhill with the yeah. ratings, uphill in life, you know? Thanks. <laughs> Let's go with that. In another, in another ways, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I, I mean, everything, everything's, going up in the, everything's going up in your world right now, okay? So, um, that being said, no, it's, um, uh, you know. A I, lot I, more I, than I, celibate times, Matt, that's for sure. <laughs> The GFL, the Garfather of Fantasy Football Leagues. Created from the pre-internet mind of Garland Levitt, with stats tracked on college ruled paper taken directly from an artifact called a newspaper. The GFL has stood the test of time, becoming one of the largest and most passionate leagues in America. From podcasts to fantasy pros, there is never a dull moment for those brave and cool enough to take on its challenge year in and year out. For over a quarter of a century, the GFL has annually brought together friends while breaking many hearts along the way. Now steered by the steady commission hand of Matt Handy, with continued support and assistance from its namesake founder, one thing is certain, a better fantasy football league does not exist. Welcome to the GFL Fantasy Football Weekly Podcast, number 48. I'm the G-Funk of the GFL, the original commish, Garland Levitt, along here with the white boy that always likes the funky music I play here on the show, our current commissioner of this hallowed league, Matt Handy. And Matt, I would like to pretend that I'm coming off my Cabo, Mexico Thanksgiving trip with my new girlfriend, Allie, well-rested and energized for the penultimate and final weeks of the regular season. However, my five-day that felt like it took at least five weeks off my life matchup with your brother Joe had me wanting to go into full Jay Bringle text thread victimization mode today after watching my team in part at a Mexican airport that improbably somehow had NFL Red Zone on multiple restaurant TVs I could watch while I was waiting for my flight come back with a vengeance against Joe on sunlit Sunday only to frustratingly fall victim to the unmitigated disaster that was Josh Dobbs, who fell flat on his alien-looking conehead face, throwing four picks in the Monday night game against the Bears. So, since I'm now channeling my inner Jay Bringle with this GFL frustration built up within me tonight on this Tuesday of Week 13 of the season, it's appropriate we have Jay on the show tonight so we can commiserate with each other on our overall GFL frustrations. Unlike you, Matt, and your team that put up 150, excuse me, 157 points in change last week, which not only is probably the highest weekly score all season in the league, but also helped you remain all alone in first place in the GFC conference of our league as your team looks to be peaking at just the right time for the playoffs. 
Matt, it's that time of the fantasy season where the contenders and pretenders will be revealed. So I have no doubt the way your team is faring, which is a lot better than both you and Jay's voices last week, apparently, <laughs> you have to be super stoked for tonight's episode. It's great to be with both you and Jay tonight, since I know you've been each dealing with some bad holiday season allergies that I will just call COVID, which had me worried a few days ago we not we might not be a go tonight since you were both estimated as limited participants in our <laughs> podcast practice reports just a few days ago. How are you and our precious vocal GFL Fantasy Football Weekly Cargo faring tonight, Matt? Uh-oh, Gar, it's good to be with you. I am doing fine. I, uh, You know, it's kind of wild. So you and I obviously had a podcast on last Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Dude, woke up Thursday morning, could not talk. Like, nothing. Came nothing at all, dude. Had no voice. Spent all of it on the podcast. I figured, okay, I just talked a lot last night. No, no worries. Had no voice in the, in the, in the morning. No oh, voice. Come on, Matt. You were at least seventy percent off before, like a, like a Thanksgiving sale before the podcast. So that's you could listen. Record time took the other thirty percent off. So I listened to the podcast on the um, you know, on Thanksgiving Day when I think it had been sent out or whatever it was. You could clearly hear my voice solid at the beginning and completely tail off towards <laughs> the end of the podcast. Okay, you, I think I even had to say at one point. Gar, I need to rest my voice. You take over or something like that. I think I said Matt, you know what it's like? It's like Thanksgiving eating, right? You start off really strong, and then by your by your fourth trip to the buffet by 9 p.m., trying to finish the last football game, you just don't have anything left. I know, right? And so, yeah, it was – it was. Um, I didn't have any voice, man. I was trying to – I went over to my folks' house on Thanksgiving Day with, with my family, and, you know, I was trying to talk and, you know, doing what I could, man. But I was down in chicken stock and – you know, warm, you know, tea with lemon and nothing worked, man. So it was, it was a, it was a good holiday, but I couldn't, you know, I mean, obviously, you know how much I enjoy talking. Uh, I think anyone's around me knows that. So it was really difficult for me not to be able to say anything. And I was trying to, man, but nothing was really working. So it is what it is, but, uh, voice is good today, man. Um, you know, well, Matt, if you're so, if you're so offensive and what usually comes out of your mouth, your family may have appreciated it. Yeah, I, I actually tone it down around them. To be honest with you, you know, except if I'm except if I'm around my dad. My dad and I have got the same humor, so he and I can kind of banter back and forth like that, you know. And Joe actually chimes in too. Joe's really good. Joe's really good at banter when it's us three. Right? Joe can really kick in and do that. I don't know. Sometimes around others, he doesn't do it so much. But Joe, Joe. When he's comfortable, man, Joe's Joe can hit it with the best of them. You know, he really can. So, well, let me um, ask you: since y'all were at Thanksgiving together, and I talked about my agony of going through this five day that felt like five week um, process of you know, it's almost like dying, right? You, you have to yeah. go, you come out of it, then you go back down. I mean, did he intimate you being the CIA time travel operative, uh, Project Pegasus, the, the whole nine yards? I mean, did he give any clue of what's, what was going to happen with Josh Dobbs? I mean, did no, he, did he seemed like he knew. He, you know, Joe, Joe played it close to the vest on this one. You know, he was picking up his phone. You could tell he was checking his fantasy score because his, his, his mood got better or worse based on, you know, what was going on. Right. And I bet he was only doing it in front of you just to play the part because we knew he, he was, knew it was going to happen. He, he was. And I think at some point in time, I'm, uh, I might've said, well, you already know what's going to happen. Don't you? I think I, I think I indicated something along those lines, you know, <laughs> and he played along with it. He's like, yeah, I, I've got it taken care of. You know, but uh, <laughs> I knew it. You know, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you know, but he was. You know, we were looking at um, the San Fran versus Seattle, right? San Fran versus Seattle game. We're looking at the kicker situation going on there, and then 
Uh, you know, I was actually following the games, not even for this league, because I have uh, I have another league that I had a lot of guys going Thanksgiving for, because I knew all my guys in this league were going on Sunday, so I was looking at that, and uh, we were watching football for a good little while, man, because of, uh, you know, but actually the biggest the biggest communication we had was before we got together, because that's when the Lions were playing. They played the early game, you know, mm-hmm. and so that was when we were really uh, hitting the text back and forth, and, you know, he was, his, his state of emotions were just crazy, like, it was great at the start because Laporta and Goff had an early touchdown. Then they went like nothing for most of the game, and then you know his his emotional state was all over the place. <laughs> he deserved the brotherly academy award since we know he already knew what was going to happen. Very, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Very good with, to play along with that. Just for you, man. With, what a selfless brother. Without a doubt. But uh, all that being said, no, um, great holiday overall. Great, um, great weekend of football actually for our league for uh, just for NFL in general. Uh, we've got a really busy show, you and I, today, because uh, we've got Jay on finally. Um, you know, a lot of you – know, we tried to have Jay on probably, what, six, seven weeks ago, uh, but just schedules never really worked out or anything like that. But now it's finally worked out, so we're excited to have him on. Uh, of course, after last week's uh, epic takedown of Jay, uh, he's got his rebuttal all planned, so I cannot wait for this. I don't know anything about it, just like last week. Don't know anything about it, but um, – should be a lot of uh, should be interesting to hear what he's got uh, for us today. Gonna go over some NFL stuff. Um, I've got another revelations though. Last week we did the persecution or victimization of Jesus, uh, but there's another person that uh, also likes to complain a lot as well about other t- other teams. So we're gonna go over that as well. And then we've got a you know obviously two weeks left in the season. Get big playoff picture um, focused tonight as well. So it should be a lot of fun. It's gonna be great, Matt. Just a couple things I was listening to you. Uh... If you give your, uh, your great uh, uh, monologue there yourself after my pre-prepared one, very good job. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about Thanksgiving, and I think as, as everyone who listens to the show knows, just my friends, I, I, did, I snuck away to Cabo, Mexico for Thanksgiving. So I had a very you, – your title of the podcast, I think, was a very GFL Thanksgiving. I had a very un-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, actually, Fly, flying in, uh, 80, 80 degrees, beautiful – Beach weather. They actually, the resort we were at uh, offered Thanksgiving, Matt. We passed on it. <laughs> so it was almost like we were in a different world. Uh, it was so enjoyable until the Friday games. You know, I was able to live kind of the Thursday results. But when I had Conklin going, I had Moody going, we were literally taking a bus with about 15 other people to go on a catamaran to see one of the most beautiful uh one of the beautiful most beautiful rock structures uh in the pacific ocean it's called the arch unbelievable i mean really it's unbelievable picturesque i'll show you some pictures sometime sure i'm there i'm holding hands with my girlfriend and what am i doing matt i'm checking to see if conklin can get me eight or nine points literally i wanted him to get another catch or two so this is kind of how i spent my thanksgiving avoiding thanksgiving but all about the gfl you're acting like you checking your phone is during during fantasy football and that coming first is like a is like a revelation that's just normal that's what should happen in this league we're all we're all degenerates you know this as well as i do okay so um you know i'm trying not to reveal too much to her right away so you would have been impressed i had my phone off most of the trip but not for that trip not yeah not with conklin getting a potential two or three more points i just couldn't do it you know, we always have the mantra of this league. It's GFL God family. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it needs to, if, if people don't understand that, then, uh, then I, I question the, I question the long-term prospects of this, uh, of this relationship. 
And I like it how you didn't mention country because, like, like I said, I, didn't, I wasn't even thinking about Thanksgiving. That's for no, sure. don't need, don't need to worry about, don't need to worry about country because GFL encompasses country. Don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> I, I love this republic, Matt. I do. Yes. Um, if we could, if we could secede and just have the GFL as a nation, that would be even better. That would be that. That would be the coup de gras of the league. If we could secede and just have the GFL as its own nation, right, and then just. Not just have the not just have the league and the podcast, but actually a flag and a and all other kind of, and a government and all that kind of stuff. That would be just the that would be the icing on top of all the cakes of, of, of fantasy football. Matt, we haven't gotten the sponsor yet, but can you feel my breathing picking up? I mean, that was exciting yeah. right there. I mean, I mean you're talking Gary, about the ultimate. What would you say? I'm sorry. <laughs> think of it. Think of it this way: it, it it came from a league of maybe eight to ten people. To a, a joint, you know, uh, you know, y- united with a separate league, and then all of a sudden it becomes its own sovereign nation. How awesome would that be? Like, seriously, you're right. We thought it? we were, we thought we were thinking big enough with just getting onto Apple, but the ultimate <laughs> coup that Eric Graw, so to speak, would be to take it <laughs> one step further. So I like where you're heading with this. <laughs> That'd be awesome, <laughs> but. Anyway, um, Gar, I, I did happen to see something that was in the d- deleted mail today. I think you're trying to hide something from me. Do you have something to display to our GFL crowd today? There's been Anything? a lot of buildup for this, Matt. So, yes, I do have something to share. Uh, I mean, Matt, you, the buildup for this is almost as much as my seven-month buildup, which, which is <laughs> <laughs> It's always exciting to bring on guests from our league onto this podcast, and especially Jay, Matt, since he was the first guest we ever brought on during our humble email audio file beginnings back in 2021, before our launch into Apple Podcast stardom this year, with listenership that is understandably still down from our peak during these holiday season ratings, doldrums, we and plenty of other podcasts are probably incurring. But the very least was up week over week from 52 to 57 unique listeners for our very GFL Thanksgiving holiday special a week ago. <laughs> Love that title, mm. Matt. Good one. Yeah. As, as exciting as it is to have Jay on, for me, as the resident full Jew of our podcast show pairing, it is even more exciting to add yet another revenue stream to our GFL Fantasy Football Weekly Income Arsenal as we announce a brand new sponsor on the show tonight. Matt, you know full well that the way we are growing, that we could only ride that mid-three-figure combined revenue we are receiving for so long from our beloved sponsor, Ronco, the industry Mm -hmm. leader in home sex change kits, and live spokesperson dildo and vibrator demos that we got to enjoy, as well as our AWOL unpaid intern John's and John t-shirt, hoodie, and crop top clothing line. That's why, Matt, after months of vetting the overtures from vendors, that we receive in our GFL inbox, commission inbox, which I know you were just referring to and see, gflcommissionsgmail.com. I am pleased to announce as the Garfather and Daddy Garbucks of the league, who you give full autonomy to make these critical financial decisions, our newest, and I think what I can safely call our most cutting edge and gripping show sponsor to date. So let's head to this much-anticipated commercial break as we unveil this revolutionary product. And on the flip side, we will bring in his royal holiness of the GFL, Jay Bringle, our defending league champion, who we affectionately call the GFL Jesus. We'll be right back. 
Yeah, you're almost there. Just a little deeper. I'm dark, but my engines are pulsing. Gotta release the build-up before I overheat. Do it, Jack. You're in complete control. <laughs> Pressure levels are normal. God, I'm good. Another successful delivery, Captain Jack. I wish they could all be like you. I know. The Quick Shot Vantage is our compact, transparent stroker, allowing for full viewing pleasure. Remove the dual end caps to reveal the soft, fleshy entry points. Experience the textured inner surface from either end for maximum enjoyment and minimal cleaning. The Quick Shot is the perfect tool for supplementing blowjobs or for solo use. Lock your opened Quick Shot into the clear cradle and start it up. Adjust between four variable stroke lengths and stroke speeds. If you want a more focused feel, then shorten the stroke length and toggle through the three pleasure zones. The smartphone mount provides hands-free viewing. At full charge, your sessions can run for as long as 60 minutes. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, who are you, one have you sacrificed? Jesus Christ, superstar, do you think you're what they say you are? And we are back on this week's GFL Fantasy Football Weekly Podcast. But Matt, before we bring on the Jesus Christ superstar to grace us and preach his GFL word, I need to discuss with you and take your pulse on our newest sponsor. And we will get Jesus' opinion on this as well, since I feel like this is certainly a product that all his GFL disciples can get wholly into, if you know what I mean. Now... I know what you were instinctively thinking, Matt, that this quick shot fleshlight could be perceived as a Ronco competitor, but you will be happy to know that I did do this deal the responsible way. And before I signed on the dotted line with quick shot, cleared the venture venture with our dildo and vibrator Ronco rep friends, Alex and Morgan, who gave us their full blessing on this massive opportunity for the show and assured me that Ronco had no desire to make a foray into the saturated fleshlight market. To me, Matt, this entire product concept piqued my interest from the start, so I'm going to go over how this happened. And with the full blessing from my girlfriend, Allie, who graciously volunteered to observe and assist in both the assembly and testing of this innovative product with me, I can honestly say this fleshlight put all 10 of the other ones I used when I was 11 and 12 years old to complete shame. Apparently, Matt, Fleshlight technology has come a long way since I last partook in it in the early 90s because those four-speed adjustable stroke lengths and stroke speed features it comes with took me to heights neither me or Allie had ever seen before. Matt, you'll be happy to know I spent about a minute total trying out all eight settings to fruition, which Allie agreed was good for me. And I can assure you, Jay, and the rest of the league and audience that this quick shot Fleshlight would be a real game changer for your bedroom life as well. Pretty good spokesperson, huh? The tens and tens of new dollars coming in each month are nice and all, of course, but more importantly, what a coup for us, the league, and the show to get in on the ground floor with an emerging company like QuickShot. Are you as satisfied as I am with our newest sponsor, Matt? Uh, Gar, you don't act for one second like this is something new. You've been using this since your fucking seven-month celibacy, so don't give me that crap, okay? That's number one. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't secondly, believe my hiatus? <laughs> secondly, congratulations. It only took you 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes to hit your alley quota of four, four mentions minimum uh, in, in, in the podcast. So now you've, you've, you've hit that for the entire podcast. It's so always a congratulations. safe You know that. It's always a safe Congratulations. Over-bet. You've hit your four. Okay. Already. It was just, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Last but not least, um, it mentioned it could re- I, I want to make sure I understand. It mentioned it could replace or, or simulate or replace blowjobs. Is that correct? Did I hear that properly or no? Absolutely, absolutely. And what a marketing hook that. And, and, and they said and they said that sessions can last up to sixty minutes. Is that correct as well? Yeah, I mean, I thought I heard uh, 60, 60 seconds, but I mean, if, if that's what you're saying, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely I mean, didn't for me. I just want to know who's who's ever received a sixty minute blowjob. I mean, that's I, I want to meet that guy. Really, Man, that really painful. want to meet that. I, I mean, it sounds like it'd be teeth marks involved. I mean, I just don't think that. Actually, I want to meet. I want to meet the woman who has that kind of wherewithal for sixty minutes. That's what I want. That's who I want to meet. All right. So good for her if that's the case. All right. I mean, hell, what? But Gar, um, yeah, great, <laughs> great, great coup on that one. Great, uh, great, great, great stuff. I mean, that's really going to add to the, uh, to the, to the, you know, the validity of of what we're what we're producing here. You know, and add to the add to the you know, the, the substance that we're producing and, you know, with quick shot, uh, you know, all of us are quick shots anyway. So it, it's, it, you know, it, it fits the bill. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's all about the flesh. It's all about the substance that we can be producing. And mm-hmm. I did want to mention, the last thing I wanted to mention about this is, is about Allie. Uh, it was kind of, uh, when Five. I told her about Five. all the different options, I know you didn't spend a lot of time looking at them, but uh, she really promoted this flashlight to me. She liked this and said, being the gracious, selfless team player that she is uh since it had been a few decades for me in between fleshlight dalliances she she was generous enough to let me alternate between using the fleshlight and her sort of alternating simultaneously so i could really really understand the product we were working with so i thought that was really really uh big of her let me hang on hang on i need to i need to i need to ask i need to clarify something real quick she was really in favor of this, from what I understand. Correct? Uh, this yeah, was she, said, she, she may not. You may not think she's a very good reader, Matt, but this was no. her idea. It really was. So, let me get this straight. She was promoting something that can replace blowjobs for you. So essentially, she's done doing that, and she just wants something else to go ahead and fit the bill. So she's basically told you, um, "I'm good. Don't want to do it," and that's why she's heavily promoting that. Is that kind of what you're? Is that kind of what you're? You're leaning into essentially, or what? No, it's it's. Uh, she spoiled me so much, Matt. I know how good I have it with her that we both did this together to help the rest of you out. Oh boy, well, Gar is now in his ten mentions in twenty three. <laughs> You've got three extra mentions, and like this is, you know, this used to be like our our thing, our podcast or whatever it was, but now you've just infiltrated it because you have to. You know, if, if you basically, it's one of those, if you don't mention the name, then you almost don't know what to do with yourself. And you almost have to, you know, I, I wonder if she's basically told you, hey, you've got to say this. Otherwise, we're done. Okay, I really feel <laughs> I, like you're right. She says her. She says her. And you notice I have to mention John, too. So it's kind of a, a pretty. Anyway, let's uh, let, let, let's bring on our guest. It's been 23 minutes and 40, 49 <laughs> Let's bring him on for crying out loud. Uh, didn't feel like more than 22 to me, though. But welcome, Jay. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm still a little hot, hot under the collar, a little flustered from that. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to have my uh, my wits about me here as I try and get through my segment. 
Jay, for real though, you you you, you are, are, do you see where I'm coming from when you have a, your own girlfriend is pushing for something that replaces blowjobs? I mean, come on, like that's just that's if you a, can't well, figure yeah. that out. You're an idiot. Okay, that's how you know. That's how you know the relationship's starting to get a little serious. blowjobs, man, it's it's it, you guys are really starting to. When you, you talk know. about outsourcing, Matt, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Oh, Jay, is your GFL Amazon cart already already have that flashlight in there? Are you about ready to hit purchase? I got the uh, the overnight two to six delivery window. It's already it's already in route. Ten stops away, Gar. Ten stops away. <laughs> it was it's definitely worth the extra eight ninety nine. I agree. <laughs> right. Time is of the essence when you've been married as long as Jay has. Is it free right. shipping with Prime? Is it free shipping with Prime? Indeed, indeed. Oh, okay. Yeah, are they still run? Are they are they still running the Cyber Monday specials on this by any chance, or or, or is that over? Uh, I think it's I think it's called Cyber Monday for this one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they extended it. They extended it just for us now. We knew we were gonna oh yeah. Oh, oh, they extended it all right, Gar. Oh, it's, it's, it's certainly <laughs> extended. <laughs> Apparently for 60 minutes, it's extended. <laughs> Apparently for that long. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right, Gar, what do you, Gar, what do you, Gar, you're going to, you're, you're, uh, it sounded you're, like that pause. I mean, do you, do you, should we go further with this or are we going to actually talk about football? I think we can, I think we can talk about football. I know, uh, I know I was pretty rough on Jay last week. So, and I gave him a week to, uh, I gave him, you know, like I said, I was respectful. I didn't want to, I didn't want to hit him over the head with it and then have, you know, just him flustered uh, like the uh, like the quick shot would, and you know, <laughs> and not allow him to respond. So I gave him a week, and I think Jay. Um, I know Jay had. We always bring someone on here to do a, a little a special segment. I think Jay, your your rebuttal, I believe, is 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 your special segment for tonight. So let me, uh, uh, you know, guard. Do you have anything to, to to say or to play before we do this, or, or are we all set? I mean, was Jesus Christ superstar not enough for you, man? It was. I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I just want to make sure that we're all set, you know? I mean, um, anyway, but yeah, Jay, if you're, uh, like I said, I, I, I don't need over... the Bobby Knight clips. He's here. He's already, he's ready. He is. Just for those, just for those who might have missed last week, I know Jay, uh, I'll give you a little intro. Obviously, uh, Jay is very vocal on our text thread about how teams and defenses especially will somehow go off against him. Um, you know, uh, much like the quick shot, uh, almost every single week. Okay, and <laughs> so Matt, you uh, can't get enough of this product, just like me. I love it. It's it's so easy to use, obviously, and in in and in reference and innuendos and things like that. This is perfect for me. Okay, and uh, and Alex anyway, and Morgan agreed with you, Matt. Absolutely, but anyway, Jay was uh, Jay's been very vocal about that. Uh, I came up with a lot of stats that were all factual, by the way. None of it was made up, and just kind of went over. Um, you know how you know honestly when we looked at it for the first time it wasn't like i had some kind of premonition we just gar literally gar and i literally looked at it i just put the stats together and we kind of just looked at it and analyzed it from there so uh jay you you have uh you have something to say about that so let me hear what you got to say boss oh yeah thanks so i i listened uh, very closely to uh commissioner fauci's um, report uh, <laughs> last last week and Jay, um, you, and you, we, Jay, real quick, we—I meant to say this a few minutes ago. We released this podcast, okay, onto the text thread, 
and that was the quickest 45 minutes that only took 23 minutes I've ever seen of you to actually get to your part. So did you listen to us on two and a half or three times speed? Uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was a very short, abbreviated version. But uh, I heard I heard the uh, I heard the and you're the important and you're stuff. calling me Fauci, you're calling me Fauci and you listen to the abbreviated version. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, listen, you gerrymandered you gerrymandered the stats so effectively that you could get you could get a pro America anti crime conservative elected in Portland, Oregon. That's how good you were at gerrymandering the stats you used. Uh, it sounds, so it sounds like an insult and a compliment all in one, so I'm going to take it as a thank you. It sounds like that Matt was into the stat, was into uh, his version of the stats, Jay. Is that what you're saying? There's another indeed, side indeed. to these stats? <laughs> yes, there, there's, there's the truth, the vaccine's going to work, and then there's the ultimate <laughs> truth, um, which is you know what I will present to you now, the simplified version. So what I did to counterbalance this um, is I took the last five years, because that was the sample size that Matt used. Fair. I took the last five years. I went back <clears throat> team by team of all 18 teams that are in the league mm -hmm. and did the um, point per game average um, against. So the average points per game against for all, for all 18 managers in the league today um, and rank them. So this is this is, in my opinion, the truest, simplest indicator of luck, meaning the average points per game that you that the opposition scores against you. So I'm going to start. But Matt, with, uh, Jay, I want to just interrupt yeah. you real quick. So before you start, this is really good what you're doing because to me, mm -hmm. it's, it seems like how Matt does it is Matt. I love the way you do it. And I love the way Jay's doing it. But I'm just going <laughs> to make the distinction for people out there, Matt likes to do and i love it because it's the way the games evolve and it's the way fantasy sports evolve. <laughs> he likes to look at the advanced analytical analysis Indeed. and then what jay's doing that's kind of like the mrna vaccine but what jay's <laughs> giving us with stats is kind of the more traditional already on the market nobel prize winning hydroxychloroquine <laughs> look at the same stats so i mean let's 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 compare and contrast fellas I mean, Jay, Jay is giving you the Jay. I'm giving you the COVID version, right? Jay's just giving you the cold and flu one. He's always doing okay. That, that's that's really over the counter version that could be just yeah. as effective, Matt. <laughs> so, oh man. All right, so so let's let's dive into these. So I think what I'll no. do, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go um, luckiest to least luckiest, meaning okay. the team with the. Um, lowest average points per against, and we'll go we'll go from there um, up to the least lucky, and we'll 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 figure out where I slide in there, and whether or not there's now, any truth. To, now, Jay, let me let me ask you <clears throat> let me ask you something real quick. Are you splitting it up year by year? Are you or is it cumulative over five years? How did you? This how is did a you cumulative five-year total okay. point per game average. Now there okay. are obviously some some commissioners in the league who were not in uh, some of those some of those years, so they. Um, their total points were divided by the number of, of uh, games that they played. Fair. So, that's so for example, yeah, some of the, some of the three managers. years. Okay, good. Yeah, right. That's yeah. fair. So some of these some of these are smaller sample size, and you'll see. I think that um, there's some there's some some numbers that are skewed in there. Because well, let's let's dive in, and I'll, I'll explain here. So what, so first, I'd, I'd I'd be curious to get your guys's um, prediction on who do you think over the last five years who is the luckiest. Um, Commissioner or the luckiest team as far as fewest points against. 
Well, I mean, I think you just gave it away. I think I'm probably up there, to be honest with you. I can't do with that. Uh, in terms of con- conceding, I I know for a fact, um, I think it was maybe 2020 or 2021. I didn't score many points, but I didn't have many people score points against me. I think I got in the playoffs that year or something like that. So um, I know, or maybe that was, I don't know, that might have been pr- prior to 2019. I'm not really sure, but I think I'm probably up. I, I th- I don't know if I'm top five, but I'd probably be top top eight is what I would probably say for myself. Yeah, I would. Think, I want to throw out a few, Jay. I think Matt. I do. I do think myself would be uh, pretty lucky. Um, and I would say also, I will just guess kind of random, but I will say Lane too. Okay, interesting. I think the luckiest might be the most fitting. So the luckiest Troy, Troy, Troy also, Troy also, Troy. I'll have okay, him. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. But interestingly, the luckiest manager, fewest points per game against over the last five years, is the Packers, Brian. Wow. So that, that, and how how perfect is that? That the rest of the league <laughs> beautiful. Have lined up, they've lined up for just a sympathy fuck for the last five years, <laughs> and the Packers just could not get it up. They just could not get it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, if he had, if he is, had the quick shot, the quick shot would have helped in all this. So we're we're working on that. Yeah, or is it yeah, five so, years too late for him? Right. So ninety four points, ninety three point nine one points against is a five Impressive. year uh, average average points against. Number two, like least or most luckiest, Gar, you were very close. Was Troy at ninety five point oh eight, followed by Gar again. You were close. You were uh, right on this one. You are number three at ninety six. Yep. Uh, then Kevin, Papa Giorgio, um, Corey at 98, uh, Joe at 98, Matt at 99. Who have we not heard yet? The oh, we have not heard Jesus. Fucking Jesus, who's, who's been you know, persecuted on the cross for all of your fucking fantasy <laughs> sins. That's who we haven't fucking heard yet. We're no. <laughs> so here we That's mine. Joe, number 10. Matt, number 11. Mike, number 12. Where I slot in right in the middle at 99.82 points against uh, per game. So it wasn't quite as bad as what it seemed, but still, um, um, it, you know, there's some truth there. Bottom, I mean, it bottom is, third, it is bottom down. Third. It is technically speaking, though, if you're, I mean, I guess, oh, I'm sorry, let me, I'll have you finish before I go into my counter rebuttal on you. So oh, go, yeah, ahead. Yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So, and then, and then there's a couple other interesting tidbits from this. Um, yeah. that I think people will find interesting. So, so after me is Lane. So we're me and Lane are at like 99.82 for me, 99.91 for him. So right there. And then Ryan mm-hmm. Levitt uh, is over the first one over hundred at 101 points against then Janoski, the other victim of the league is at 102. So he has some claim there. So that's going to fuck up your, your, your bit later, possibly. Wow. <laughs> no, it won't. It won't at all. <laughs> he's going to love this. Right. He's going to love this shit. Uh, and then Josh Ruggles. Now, he's only had um, four seasons. So smaller sample size, 103. Uh, then Trent – or 102, uh, 88. And then Trent at 103. And this one's surprising because Steve uh, has had the – he had the nickname Kansas Plow, if you guys remember, for having good fantasy defense. Yeah, that was he, pretty uh, mad. That was pretty that was, mad. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty mad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It caught up, was caught up to him, huh? Caught up to him, man. Holy shit, the law of averages. 104.68 points against over a five-year stretch. That's a hell That's of a nuts. week. Yeah, you know, what's great? You, know what's, 
You know what's crazy about Steve, and this actually might kind of uh, hurt your little theory, is that last year, Steve averaged 112 points per game against, right? That's how yeah, much teams scored against 15, him. 68, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he was 8-6 and, and won the conference last season. <laughs> yeah, won yeah, the GFC last season. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. yeah, pretty wild. I mean, you know, good for Steve. He did score 15-12. So, you know, obviously my assumption is there's probably had a few games where some teams score like 160 on like two or three times. That's my guess. But um, anyway, uh, go on, Jay. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what you're, what you're putting out right now. Go on. Yeah, and then the, and then the, the um, least lucky, small sample size, um, is uh, Kurt at 106 points against in, in yeah, very uh, small 25 games. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that'll even out. Of course, now when Kurt plays me, he puts up 130, of course. Um, but uh, <laughs> to mitigate uh, your 128. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Of course. I can't fucking win unless I put up 115 plus. <laughs> and when I do put up 115, at least three of those fucking games, I'm going to say the team's going to put up 130. And then that's when I start saying around the house on the Sunday, fuck, I'm not doing this. I hate this shit. Every fucking year, I'm not doing this next year. And said, oh, can I record you on that? Or you get, can, I write, can I write that down? You're not going to do it next year? You're not going to do it next year? No. Fuck no. Yes, I'm doing it next year. <laughs> Jay, let's be real. You're going you're you to do this shit until you, you can't quit. You're a founding father. Yeah. I'll, I'll never, I can't quit this shit. Fucking broke that GFO. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Broke One back. day. <laughs> One day is what's gonna happen. Jay's gonna get so mad. Jay's gonna be like sixty-five years old, okay? And he's gonna be screaming because the same shit's happening. And then he's gonna get a heart attack and fucking die just because of that, okay? And that's how Jay's gonna end. That's how it's gonna end for Jay. All right, no question. We need to do, guys. We need to make a vow that after we're all over the age of seventy-five, if that stuff starts happening, we need to do welfare checks on. I- yeah, make sure so. he's okay. Because if Jay stops Girl, responding please. like that at that age, I'd be worried. Gar, I'm not worried about you because you'll be still, you'll still be smoking weed, so you'll be nice and calm. Okay, so I'm, I'm not worried about you at all. All right, or, um, you know, or not, or should I say, still have an ice cream, whatever it is, whatever we call it nowadays. But, um, anyway, I do like, uh, I do like ice cream, man. I, 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 I know understand you understand the other thing you said, but man, ice cream is. Really good. Ice cream is for some good stuff. Uh, Jake, I, I, I continue, please continue, my friend, if you if you still got more. Oh, that was it. That was it. I just wanted to say that, yes, I have been unfairly um, persecuted for just my excellence, um, I think, over the years um, by other teams just exceeding that excellence somehow. So um, so I just want to make sure I understand this correctly. You finished 12th, right? Is that, is that in, in the in the luck scale? Is that, what, is that what we're going with? Is that right? Just, under, just under 100 points a game against – Okay, so oh my God, just, if, it, if it doesn't fucking feel like one thirty, so I just want to. <laughs> I just sometimes want to clarify. If it feels, sometimes if it's hot, if it's ninety nine outside, but it feels like fucking one thirty, that's what that's what my fancy is. It's, it might be ninety nine, but it feels like one thirty. So my ca- <laughs> my counter rebuttal to you. The index is always twenty points higher. Just like you're <laughs> my my counter rebuttal to you would be a couple things. Number one. Jay, you've been in the league now 11, as of, for the, not including this season, right? 11 seasons in the GFL, not like the merger. That's what it is, okay? So your average points against for the entire, your entire merger career is 101, uh, let me see, 101.08. That is your, that is your average points, uh, excuse me, points against here. Let me look at this. I'm sorry. Hang on. 
99.29 points again. So you said you're at 99.12. Is that right? Yeah. Over the yeah, last five years? Point, against 99.82. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a 99.82 or 99.12? 99.82. 99.82. Okay. So it is going up a little bit over the past five years. Okay. So that's uh, that. I, I, could, I, I couldn't make out. I thought you said one, two. Okay. So. Here's what I would say overall to your um, your stats. First of all, awesome job on you know I'm gonna love stats. So well done, congratulations, good stuff for you. I really did. I appreciated that. But here's where <laughs> here's where you're missing it just a little bit, right? When you don't have, let's have a look here. Hang on, let me just go back through my and my analytical. Matt seems game. rattled, Jay. I think he did pretty well. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not uh, even remotely rattled. <laughs> When you don't have teams blow up against you very much over the course of a season, uh, I got three times in 2020. I've got one time in 2021. Um, I got one more, another time in 2022. So if you're saying you have four, excuse me, was just three, four, five blow up games over three years of teams against you, right? It's not luck because what happens is you have to look at the projection, right? If someone's projected to score 115 points and they score 125, well, that was supposed to fucking happen, okay? So it's not like it's it's not like it's bad luck. It's just what it was supposed to happen. So I, I get the fact that uh, teams might be scoring high games against you without a doubt. There's no question about that because you have the stats that prove that your teams are scoring close to 100 games, 100 points against you, but. If these teams were supposed to score that high, then how is it luck? Is my question. Are you, I mean, we had, that's, a, we had a two win team. We had a two win team last week. Dropped one twenty seven when I played them, and then what? What did, what did Kurt put up this week? Like twelve, fucking twelve, fourteen, eighteen, one thirteen, one thirteen. Did he really put one thirteen this year? This week, Kurt's actually got some he well. He had defense. Dallas defense, Jay. Twelve twenty, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, right. Twenty-four points. Right. You know what would be interesting? Not this is another stat. I absolutely, I, I'd be another another stat. I would be very curious to see, and maybe maybe this would be something from the next one. This one takes will take some deeper diving. I would love to see the the people who lead uh, over the last five years. We could do the same template. Who who have the most losses when they put when they scored over hundred points? I would guarantee you. I would be at the top of that list. You know what? I actually considered having one of those uh, bad beats section where, like, you put up a certain – like, I think my threshold was going to be 108 or 10, something like that, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, 105 or 108 is a pretty damn good week, right? I was going to have a, um, a section of the one I put to you of a bad beat section, like how many bad beats did you have when you put up 105. I just didn't do it. You know, that's all. So I was actually considering that. Um, and I can't do it. It, 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 that wouldn't take long for me to figure out. It really wouldn't. Yeah. That would be another good but you know, my, but I, I'm still going to hold on to the fact that first off, like I said, love the stats, love the analysis, love all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to go over, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with obviously because it's my facts, not yours. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to stick with my, uh, the fact that. There's that entitlement, Jay. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with COVID, not cold. Okay, is what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that since you didn't have that many blow up games against you, right? I think you actually had more blow up games than games against you. So I'm just trying to figure out how is it, you know, the luck factor. I, I you know I, I don't see it because you've been fortunate enough not to have that. Now here's the whole problem, right? Is you probably 
first off, you draft good teams is what it is, right? So your blowout games may not be, um, may not have as, you know, you might not have as many because if your projected points are like 110, well, you're going to have to score 125 to have a blowout week. So that doesn't always happen, right? So there's, that's the con that's, a, there's that context, but you're also playing, the GFC has been notoriously pretty strong over the last three or four years. And now we got our ass kicked in against the VFC non-conference wise, but we've been beating each other up a lot. So our projected points has been higher too. So that's maybe another thing as well. But if you don't have those blow up games, then that's kind of all, you know, I, I, if you don't have it against you, I have to, I, the, the, the luck part is really tough to kind of get, is really tough for me to see. You know what I mean? Just because it looks like you're luckier that someone doesn't blow up against you as opposed to anything else. You know, is what it looks like based on these stats. You know, but it sounds no, like, like guys, said, what we need is more research and more time put into this. I mean, uh, what yeah, we need indeed. is, I think we need. <laughs> I mean, I and what matters? Because if we're going to have a true republic, Matt, we have to understand ourselves. You know, so I think well, this, this calls for a deeper dive. I think what actually is 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 important is that I go ahead and you know get another booster to this uh, to this stats page, and then that Jay adds his own booster to his stats page, and then I continue to add boosters and more boosters and more boosters until you know we've just got it all figured out. You know, at that point, you know the the you know we, the stats page can handle what it can handle. You know, and that's what we'll do. Okay, yeah, we'll continue people with the may booster. not want them that, but we're going to keep giving those boosters, really, whether they like it or not. Whether they like it or not, and we're going to require that people <laughs> take listen to these boosters. Okay, and if they listen to it and believe our boost and believe what we're what we're throwing out there, then you know what, good for us. Okay. If they want to be part of the People's Republic of the GFL, oh, they'll they'll listen, Matt. They'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That being said, uh, Jay, well done, man. We're, let's get into some NFL stuff, guys. Uh, I got about four different questions here. Really kind of want to go over uh, a couple talking points from the NFL um, over the past week, maybe past couple of weeks. But we're, kind of, we're going to kind of do it. It might be first take style. It might not be. But I uh, definitely want to get your your opinions and your um, your thoughts on these. So uh, I'll pose the question. Jay, I'll have you answer first. Gar, you can kind of come in after that uh, once Jay's done. All right? Now, Matt, these questions, Jay, and you've probably heard them before, they're so thought-provoking. Can you go to Jay first? I need to take a quick ice cream break, and then I'll be ready because I know I'm going <laughs> to have to think uh, Gar, make sure it's the green mint chocolate chip one for us, okay? Let's go. Oh, it's, it's the only one I. It's the only one I eat these days. Without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. You know me it, well. It, you know me well. It's the oh, um, organic, please. Organic, organic as well. Grass, right? grass fed. Yeah, grass. <laughs> All right. Um, first question here, guys. Um, the Lions pretty bad week against Packers last, uh, on Thanksgiving. Uh, didn't really expect them to. Honestly, they kind of got their ass kicked. To be honest with you, but. Um, Jared Goff's got six turnovers the last two games. The offensive line has allowed 12, 12 QB hurries, three sacks, and 27 pressures. I think that was just against Green Bay. Uh, defense hasn't really played well since they beat the Bucks, which was like six weeks ago. Uh, I said on the show last week that the Lions matched up better against the Eagles than pretty much anybody because of their offense and things like that. But I think we're kind of seeing the return of the Jared Goff from the Rams right over the past couple of weeks. Offensive line isn't helping. Defense really isn't doing their job. The Lions have been really good for the most part throughout the season. They're eight and three, so it's kind of hard to really rip them too much. But is this just a bad game, or like and like a little midseason slump they're going through, or is this like a really bad overall signing for the Lions kind of moving forward? Go ahead, Jay. You can go first. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough question. Um, you need an I, ice cream break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I think I think the NFC is pretty pretty open. There aren't any like real dominant teams other than um, the Eagles, unfortunately, which you I hate, of course, with the stupid fucking play that they have. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, I think I think the uh, Lions are still gonna, are still one of the top teams in the NFC. It's an offense offense league, you know. They got they got a bunch of weapons all over the place. Um, I would say they'll they'll bounce back and and end up being you know one of the one of the final four at least on the NFC side. So uh, you're I think not the biggest threat. Sorry, say again. You're, I'm saying with Goff having six turnovers last two games and all in the, the offensive line really kind of not helping him out. You're still not you're you're not too you're not totally concerned. You think kind of a little blip in the radar. Well, even even elite quarterbacks can have rough stretches. I mean, shit. Just Josh Dobbs just threw three picks. <laughs> it was just, it was so, just shocking. Yeah. So for forty-eight minutes. Elite elite QBs. Um, do have you know tough games or tough stretches? They'll bounce back. I think golf's yeah. fine. I think I think the Lions. They have a great. Co- they have a coach that's you know. I like the coach. He's one of my you know two or three favorite coaches in the NFL. I would say. Mm-hmm. So they, you know that helps. I, I think I think they're. I think they'll bounce back. I think golf's not a problem. He's a he's a top. I mean, God, what is he? He's got to be like a top eight QB now. Um, just you know, right maybe right below Dobbs. I would say at this point. <laughs> <laughs> And Matt, you know Dobbs is going to bounce back because yeah, he threw four picks last night. But Jay, I don't believe he had thrown four picks his entire career, probably because he's only started like seven games. Yeah, four he's, picks. Yeah, uh, four yeah. four picks against four picks last night. Three pick three fumbles against the Dolphins. So, uh, or sorry, the, the Broncos. So he's a uh, yeah man. His turnover ratio is uh, pretty terrible. But but he uh, only Gar- lost two. He only lost two of them, Matt. I I have him. So don't. Don't don't go, go with your facts. Go with the facts. Fair enough, Gar. What do you think? Is it uh, based on what you heard about the the offensive line issues for the for the Lions, uh, golf struggling last couple of games, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, do you think it's a bad game for them, or just or, or is this more of a word, uh, an overall bad overall sign for the Lions moving forward? Kind of like when I first tried the fleshlight the first eight to ten times that day, uh, Matt. I think you had a revelation. So I'm not this week. So I'm not going to. I put myself on repeat from last week, but uh, yeah, I agree with Jay. I think the Lions are right there, but I think I'll just uh, disagree with Jay just a little bit respectfully uh, with Jesus Christ Superstar. I believe the Eagles and the 49ers are head and shoulders above everyone, and then the Cowboys would be third, then the Lions fourth. Now, again, like we talked about last week, and Jay's right about this, on any given week, uh, all these teams could beat each other. I mean, the Eagles are 10-1, and great, but how many close games have had? So many close games, so... Uh, at least four or five really close ones. So uh, it's a small margin, the NFL. Usually the better team wins, and I just think the Eagles and the 49ers are, uh, are, are a bit above the Lions, uh, the Cowboys, and then the Lions. Fair enough. All right. All right, guys, next question. Um, Tom Brady, a week or so ago, mentioned that there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL and that he doesn't see the excellence that he saw in the past. Now, if we're just talking quarterbacks here, there are some just terrible quarterbacks out there that should – shouldn't be starting, let alone even be on an NFL roster. Zach Wilson, Josh Dobbs, you know, two prime examples. Okay. Um, do you agree with, uh, Jay, do you agree with that statement that the state of play in the NFL has diminished from what it used to be? And maybe are, are some of the rules that are now in place, like where you basically can't touch the quarterback, like are those to blame for anything like that? Or, or what's your, what's your, ta- what's your overall take on that statement? That's a great question. I, I say yes. I think absolutely. The biggest barometer for me is 
just look at the game, like the primetime games on Thursday and Monday night. It yeah. used to be that, like, it didn't matter who the matchup was. It's like, shit, I'm going to watch this. It's going to be good. Now, these games are fucking unwatchable. Like, the <laughs> Thursday night games are shit. The Monday, that Monday night game last night, oh, my God. At the end of the game, Joe Buck said, thank God it's over. Like, the announcer <laughs> calling the game what a call. is, like, is excited that, to just not have to call anymore. And these yeah. are this is primetime game that the that ESPN's paying you know billion dollars a year or whatever, you know wherever the hell it is to get one game and they're getting these shit games and and really they the, the NFL they know what you know what teams are going to be good you know a lot of, uh, yes so I, I I think just from that alone the watchability factor also where are like the crazy games the crazy like awesome games this year I feel like there's been fewer of those obviously the the uh, uh, Eagles have been playing, you know, several of those, but might look at like thir- the Thanksgiving games. Oh, they were all terrible blowouts. Yeah. So yes, the 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 gap between the QB halves and the other, I think yes, I think there's definitely more mediocrity than there was, or just shit teams. Um, I mean, remember when and, remember uh, yeah. when Amazon first took over? Uh, well, not took over, but they, they got the award of the contract or whatever it was for Thursday night football. The first like four or five games were so bad, like so yeah. bad, you know. Yeah. So, right. uh, Gar, Gar, what do you think about Tom Brady's quote uh, and the state of play in the NFL right now? Is he talking more about the state of play or quarterbacks or both? I think in my, I mean, how I took it is you can certainly talk quarterbacks, right? Because I think he also talked about how. Um, I know he's talking about college football as well and referencing how um, player programs aren't really developed. It's just teams, right? They don't really develop a program anymore or anything like that. He was referencing that too, but uh, he talked about – I'm not sure if, uh, how I took it was basically you can use it uh, both ways, quarterbacks and just the state of play in the NFL altogether. Yeah, because that's where I thought you were going with the quarterbacks. So uh, we had a run a few years ago, Brady, Manning, Rivers. I mean, you had mm-hmm. – uh, Eli, I mean, you ha- and more I'm not even thinking about. Y'all could fill in the gaps. And so a lot of those guys have, have moved on, right? So, I mean, who are the old quarterbacks left? I mean, uh, R- Russell Wilson, I guess we would consider old. I mean, other than that, so you have a kind of a new, a newer generation, let's call it, uh, that's come on the scene the last three or four years. Um, and so because of that, I mean, you're talking about uh, the, uh, the depth of quarterback talent. All those guys I mentioned, you know, they're going to be uh, Hall of Famers. And, you know, some of the guys from today will be Hall of Famers, but they're a lot younger. So I think it's just an evolving – it's more of an evolving crop at quarterback, you know, because Josh mm-hmm. Allen, Matt, you have him. But in real life, he's just so darn inconsistent, you know. So uh, yeah. even though he's a lead, he's not like the guy – he has 13 picks this year, which is a lot, you know. Uh, yeah. Dak Prescott is a solid quarterback, but he's not like the guys we're talking about. Neither is Tua. Uh, Mahomes is a great quarterback, but he's got no one to throw to this year, you know? So that hampers him a bit. So uh, it's just not the same. And it's interesting because you also alluded to how offensive uh, offenses open, have opened up because of the rule changes, uh, more strict on pass interference, all that. Okay, so that all happened, what, guys, 10 or 11 years ago? The mm-hmm. athletes, the defense, and the techniques have adjusted. So I think yeah. – Maybe the defenses have started to evolve the last four or five years, along with this exodus of quarterback talent to kind of get us to where we are today. It would be kind of I my just, analysis on that. You know, it's kind of wild, too, is kind of what I'm thinking. Because, you know, you have that new crop of quarterbacks that's in here right now. You got Herbert, you got Allen, you got Mahomes, you got um, Jalen Hurts, you got guys like that, right? Can you imagine what it would be like if you if they played back in an era where you could actually hit the quarterback and not have to worry about it? You know what I mean? Like they, I just wonder what it would be like for them, you know, if they actually had to worry about getting touched, you know, and 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 actually had to withstand the hits that guys 
um, you know, in early two thousand, like, like Donovan McNabb, Brady, those guys back then really had to really had to withstand. You know, it would just be interesting, you know, to see how. But obviously, you know, eras are different. You know, and that's kind of, you know, I mean, Gar, maybe we could have a, uh, uh, a, you know, a fake a fake NFL draft of who's the best quarterback. With, with certain rules in place and things like that that you can come up with and no one pay for it and, and, and see just just for pride. Maybe we can do that. I've, I've already written down that on my to-do list. And uh, you're, talking about, <laughs> you're talking about all those quarterbacks. And, yeah, I think a lot of – Allen just takes so much punishment already, so he'd be in for a rough time. I really think the only quarterback guys durable enough to stand, sustain that kind of pounding would be Tua, for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what it is, too, man? The other, the other thing is, like, with with these quarterback uh, contracts now, like by the time um, by the time these guys get into their primes, where they're where they're becoming good quarterbacks, they get this huge deal, which which means that they can't build the team around them. So yeah. so they the NFL needs so that's and that's really destroying I think some of these you know some of the caliber of play too. These QBs develop, they're in their prime years, and then they get they get paid so much, uh, either from the team that drafted them or through free agency, even the second third tier guys who can't carry a team that the team that the team has so much cap on the QB that they can't build around them a solid roster so then the whole team is shit especially if the QB gets hurt or has a down year or isn't trending up the way that it used to so the NFL Agreed. needs to do something about about the contracts and QB contract and how you know you know I don't, I don't know what the solution is because yeah. guys you know with all these contracts I mean these teams are literally sticking a gun to these guys head and saying you must take forty-eight million a year instead of twenty-eight million. And these yeah. guys have no choice; they have to do right. it. And yeah, they are victims, and uh, I feel bad for them. I mean, I, I do, I do as well. I mean, obviously, Jay, you know, it, it, you know, if someone told me you have to take forty-eight million dollars a year, well, no, I, I want to develop the team. Is what I want to do. Okay, that's what I want to do personally. Brady but, did that to some degree. You know, he took the happy yeah. medium, like twenty, twenty-five. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, so speaking of terrible quarterbacks, moving on to question three: Justin Fields. Okay, so he's since he got drafted. These are these are his stats since he got drafted. Okay, since his rookie season, he's seven and twenty six. That's the worst among quarterbacks that are in the that are playing right now. He averages one hundred sixty two passing yards per game. That's the worst in the NFL since twenty twenty one. He's been sacked one hundred twenty times, the second most. His completion percentage is sixty one percent. Only Zach Wilson is worse than that. Okay. His only good stat is that his rushing yards are about 56, 56 yards per game, which is second to Lamar. But I guess this is kind of a two-part question. One, is it really all his fault? Because the Bears have been freaking just awful. Okay, And two, should the Bears move on from Justin Fields after this? Go ahead, Jay. Yes, yeah, yes, and, and yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's his fault. Yes, they should move on. If seven twenty-six, man, like I, I don't know. I, I'm of the opinion that it, you can, you can tell like the the quarterback, like opportunity is getting shorter and shorter. I think mm-hmm. you can, you can tell now. I would say within eight games whether or not a guy is, uh, is somebody who you should continue that season and then go into the next season with. Like right now, if I were the if I were the Panthers, I would pull the plug on Bryce Young. Clearly, the owner already has because he said. They they should have drafted C.J. Stroud in an interview today or something like that. So oh yeah, um, so it was uh, you know it, so they were basically done. And I, I think that's the way to do this now because uh, you can't you just can't throw away seasons with these guys. It kills the fan base. Um, it's you know so yeah. I think they should have given up on Fields like two and a half years ago. Yes. Well, let me ask this question then, and I know this is this isn't related to it, but is that also? I mean, because back when we were growing up, when we were younger, right? 
quarterbacks, uh, and I could be wrong about this, but I don't remember quarterbacks coming in right away and starting. They would always took them either half a season or an entire. They essentially redshirted their rookie year, right, and then got got acclimated to the NFL. Uh, things like that, and I'm, I'm, I, I want to say they had potentially better careers. Now I understand that coaches don't have that kind of time because they get fired within sometimes eleven games, obviously, as Frank Reich did. But is there a problem with development now, too? I mean, based on this or what? I don't know. I don't think it's. I, I would say it's not so much development. I would say it's evaluating the position. They, the, the for what it's just, it must be a really hard position to evaluate. Yeah, Brock Purdy. I know you're not a fan of him, uh, Matt, but I – and obviously I think – I don't think he's necessarily going to carry a team. He's got a crazy, amazing group of skill guys around him. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's absolutely zero reason that guy should be the last pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That there's draft. value I mean, there, Matt. You can even admit that. Yeah. No, for, no, for no. Shit, I, I mean, this guy's – yeah. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah so that's just one example. Um, yeah. My thing about Purdy is I just don't think he's – like, this is a lot of it's based on last season – it's, he's more of a – his guys around him are so good. Just give him the ball. He doesn't have to do anything special is my point. Like, he's got guys around him who will do special things. So um, that's where I don't think he's this unbelievable. Because whenever whenever he went against a solid defense last year, like the playoffs against the Cowboys, or uh, he didn't have that great of a game. Went against the Eagles, obviously got hurt. He hadn't had that great of a game. And I, I got to look and see his, the good defenses he's gone against this year because I honestly haven't and see how he's done, you know, and, you know, kind of go from there. But I just think he's more of a manager. I don't think he's ever going to do anything elite or special. He's just going to manage, you know, because he's got unreal skill guys around him. That's kind of my issue with him, you know. Well, we know one thing. He definitely looks better and has better stats than Garoppolo. So he's definitely going to step up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, uh, Gar, let me let me get your answer to the Justin Fields thing. Is it his fault? And, and should the Bears move on? Or what, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to say it's his fault because he's just not a good quarterback, but I guess it's his fault because, yeah, he's just not a very good quarterback. I remember watching <laughs> him a, a, a couple games at Ohio State. Y'all remember, Matt, you especially, I talk about how, God, in that Georgia game that they lost, but it was a great game, he just played so well. So I remember watching Fields a couple times in college and thinking, yeah, he looks like he's got a good arm, he can run, I and mean, this guy's going to be something. So. He obviously has had such good skill position players around him. It masks these deficiencies that are really coming to light here. Now, at the same time, the Bears don't have great personnel. At the same time, these stats are so bad. I don't care what quarterback is. This guy's not a rookie anymore. And I've been, uh, Matt, you know, both on the Apple podcast and the Audiophile podcast, never been a fan of him. So I think we're just all, we're just seeing it proven uh, right here for sure now. So the Bears should totally move on from him. Well, last question here, guys. Since, of course, Jay's on, so i got to talk about the Chiefs a little bit. So, uh, Chiefs are down by five, about five points per game compared to last year. Uh, receiver, receivers have been, I mean, notably awful, basically, for the most part. Offense isn't really clicking like it usually does. Now, last game, I think they were better, um, but I don't think they were great. I guess the question I would have is, are the Chiefs not as good as previous seasons, or are they kind of like... You know how like the Astros basically get bored halfway through the season because they've been in the playoffs so many damn times, and then they turn it on later and then they're beating everybody for the most part, and you know either go to the World Series or you know or go really far. Is it kind of one of those things, or are they just re- are they really not as good as previous seasons? Go ahead, resident uh, well, chief yeah. expert. This is this is this is uh, how how much time do we have? Holy shit, man! Uh, I just got another bowl of ice cream, so you got plenty of. <laughs> 
Oh man, um, I think obviously this is the best defense that, that they've had in Mahomes. Yeah, they're uh, nasty. So that can, they're nasty. Yeah, they're good, man. And and you know, I've I've been a, a Spags hater, but he deserves some credit um, for for you know what he's done. Uh, but but really, a lot of it is is uh, Veach, the GM, can't draft um, skill guys for shit. He got he he hit on um, Pacheco, um, but you know Pacheco he got Pacheco in the seventh round uh, a year after he took Edwards tackle by air in the first round. Uh, so I mean he cannot fucking and they, and you know he and then Sky Moore and he, and then yeah. So what's going to happen with the Chiefs if they're smart and they are and I think they'll adjust. And this this is what happened against the Raiders. They realize that they have Rasheed Rice, who has who's who's fucking terrible, but he's their best uh, option. He, he'd be like the Giants' number four receiver, but he's the Chiefs' number one. <laughs> uh, he he is uh, he's gonna they're just gonna shorten the rotation, so it's gonna be him and Gulp, Justin fucking Watson um, in the in the rotation, um, and then and then they'll start running more two tight sets because Noah Gray is pretty good. And then with the defense, it's going to be enough to get them back to the Super Bowl. And I think they would—they're going to wipe their fucking ass with Hurts and his stupid fucking um, brotherly, you know, butt fuck play or whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, and uh, that's assuming that the Eagles can get past the 49ers um, without um, Christian Caffrey playing quarterback for the 49ers. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I'd love to see the 49ers just fight. They, the Eagles are just—they're good because they win. But man, they've had—they look—they look so vulnerable at times, and they get all these fucking breaks. And th- that's going to end. They're not going to get the breaks forever. There, uh, you can pass on the Eagles all day. That's the thing about the the Eagles—you can throw on them all day long. And then because their their pass defense is nowhere near what it was last year, their run defense is very good. But if you can throw against the Eagles, you can win. So um, and they're not a shoe-in for the Super Bowl. I think they're the favorite to go to the Super Bowl from that side, but they're not a shoe-in by any means whatsoever. You know. Yeah. But y'all don't agree to me that the agree with me that uh, the Ravens are uh, above the Chiefs right now. No man. No. Ugh, I mean, no. Lamar hasn't even gotten hurt yet, dude. For, I mean, fuck, he's going to go down for the year any week now. Um, I, guaranteed. I, Without Mark Andrews, I mean, look, Zay Flowers, yeah, he had that touchdown run. I think that was an anomaly, to be honest with you. But uh, without Mark Andrews, I think they're really – now, their defense is going to keep them in. Their defense is really good, too. They're really good. But um, I just uh, – you know, it, essentially it's going to come down to who do you trust in more. Do you trust in Lamar Jackson or do you trust in Patrick Mahomes? And that's, a easy, that's an easy answer for me. Yeah, I, I yeah. just I just can't believe y'all don't trust Lamar Jackson more the way you guys feel about him. <laughs> yeah, well, if, he, if you know. he stays upright, man, I mean, he can beat. I mean, he, he can beat anybody in one game if he's healthy. He doesn't have he doesn't have the skill guys either, man. I mean, they're you know Flowers is nice, but and and they got to run a game, whatever. But no, I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna hang with the, with. Uh, I think Miami would beat them honestly. They don't. I don't think they have. They have a goal line running game. They don't have any other running game besides that. That's, well, they got Keaton, that Keaton guy. He looks like he's, he's actually not bad. He's yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. But he looks explosive just based yeah, on what I'm right. seeing in the stats. Yeah. All right, guys. I want to move on here. Um, Gar, let's see. Do you want to move the Janowski revelation till next week, or go playoff picture, or what do you what do you what do you want to do? Um. Yeah, that would be bad. To, I mean. I don't, I don't think we've ever put off Janowski before. This is the first time. Never, never. At least, you at least, uh, you know, at least this time we can let him know. Him. At least this time, at least this time we can let him know and not kind of go through the whole spiel and everything like that. So um, I'm going to put Janowski Revelation off until next week because we're an hour, almost an hour and 10 minutes into this thing. And I want to get into the playoff picture because 
that's going to be for us a lot more exciting than um, me just, you know, insulting Janowski, which is what I love to do yeah. anyway. But <laughs> it'll be know, much just... better to do in the lead up to the final regular season game because yeah. have barely any material to have. I mean, to you know, you know, Janowski and I pretty much rip on each other all the time. It's kind of what we do. There's no friendly conversation, maybe ever. Our friendliest conversation comes the day of the draft, the couple days before, <laughs> when we actually go over strategy and what we're thinking. He's a really good friend of mine, and I and I hope I'm a good friend of his. But we don't ever say anything nice about each other ever. You know, and this is just this would be more satisfying me. Just like the quick shot uh, would, uh, you know, as opposed to you know satisfying. Me. So I see from uh, our text right when you congratulated him on his new son, it was not really him; it was more the son and his wife. You weren't really, yeah, I get it now. Okay. Well, I, I just <laughs> I thought that was really did, nice of you. I wasn't expecting that. See what I do, and when I I just heart the picture, right? And that's kind of like a hey, congrats, but also go fuck yourself too at the same time. You know, it's one of those. But, um, no, I'm just kidding. No, the I, natural I, no, reaction really, to something like that to a life event. No, like very natural. I'm always I'm always pumped when someone people have kids. Man, you, we all have kids. We all know how awesome they are and everything like that. So uh, even when they piss us off, you know, so I'm always pumped when people have kids. But um, wives, their wives are a different matter. Go on. Yeah, especially when you're in a uh, polygamous, ma- polygamous marriage, but you're unaware of it, right, Carl? <laughs> I keep playing that clip every week. That's man. my favorite line. That's Gar. Like you know, Gar Ooh. has gems like once a season, you know? uh, and that's Gar. That was Gar's gem by by all means. That was- <laughs> and then you know, when Gar has the gems, he makes it like a broken record and just keeps playing it over and over and over again. Oh, he Joe. He, yeah, he Joe handies the whole thing for sure, without a doubt. You know, without without a doubt. But um, actually, Joe's doesn't really repeat his joke. It's just funny to make fun of him for repeating a joke whenever he does repeat a joke. So uh, anyway, all right, guys. Well, playoff picture as it stands right now, three teams are for sure in. Okay, there's going to be me, Mike, and Corey. Those all, all three of us are in the playoffs. Uh, Mike and I with nine wins, Corey with ten. Uh, with Nick losing, excuse me, not Nick losing, with Kevin losing, uh, that officially uh, secured the nine win teams in. But uh, Nick or Kevin would have lost a lot in the week 14 anyway, so it wouldn't, wouldn't matter. But we've got about seven teams fighting for five spots right now. It's going to be, uh, let's see here, it's going to be Nick, Troy, Gar, Graw, Jay, Kevin, and the Peckers. The Peckers are probably, um, you know, shriveling up right now because their point totals are, are, are pretty bad. And then, um, you know, he's probably using the quick shot, so he'll be done here in a little bit anyway. Okay, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, he's got, you know, his, his skill player, you know, I think, what, he's definitely a quarterback, which that's actually not uncommon for him nowadays anyway. But it's, uh, I, I just don't think he's got it. But we're still, you know, he's 6-6, six and six, so he's technically still part of the uh, part of the race. Now, we've got a lot of interesting matchups coming up here because Nick's going to play Kurt and Kevin. Troy's playing Peckers and Jay ends up with you. Gar, you're playing Trent and Ryan. Graw's playing me and Trent. Jay, you're, you go against Steve and Troy. Kevin's got Lane and Nick, and Brian's got Troy and Steve. So, obviously, anything can change. But, uh, Jay, who do you think – so, we already know who's in, right? Three teams are in. Who are going to be the remaining teams that you see getting into the play, getting into the playoffs? Well, I, it's not going to be me because the stage, is, the stage is perfectly set for me that <laughs> That would have been the most shocking thing on this episode if you would have predicted yourself. So you're saying Steve's going to score about 140 points this week? Oh, he's going to drop 130 on me. He's going to come out of the fucking (laughs) out of the out of the fucking woodshed and fucking drop 130 on me. 
And you're going to um, drop right 129.99 as, is what's yep, going to happen, with, right? and, I, and I've got And then I've got Justin Jefferson coming off uh, next week off, off of bye. Justin right. Jefferson, I'm going to be eliminated from the playoffs. Justin Jefferson is going to get 40 points a week for the rest of the year. I would have <laughs> I would have destroyed everyone in the playoffs, but I couldn't get in because Steve drops fucking 140 on me. Well, That's how this go, is hey, you, you know, you'll have the distinction of being the GNIT champion, okay? You still get your buy-in <laughs> taken care of, so congratulations, <laughs> congratulations yeah, right? True, that's true. And I will battle to the It sounds game. like he talked to Joe, Matt, before the episode even started to know all this, because that was pretty yeah, bad, uh, yeah. what he would say. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, Jay, who, so I guess since you're counting yourself out, who's 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 in? Oh man, I would say okay. So it's so it's it's the it's the top three from each division and two wilds, right? Correct, correct. Okay, so I would say I would say um, both wilds are coming, obviously from the um, GF from the GFC. Right, um, Troy. I would say. Well, that's going to be an interesting match. If I win this week, I'm going up against Troy for for probably a playoff spot in right. that last um, in that last game. That's where it so, gets interesting uh, for me. I, that's yeah. that's where it gets really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You got those division that 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 division like the NFL those late division. You know that's going to be an ugly slugfest, like the like an interdivisional ri- rivalry between between both Troy will probably you know his team. I think just pedestrian, but he'll drop one one seventy on me. And uh, so Steve doesn't drop one forty. Troy's definitely dropping one fifty on you. Is that what you're saying? That could that's that could be my alternate path where I where I do I do get the win over over Steve and then play JJ when he comes back and JJ gets hurt on the first play and Troy beats (laughs) Troy eliminates me. Could be it's going to be one of those two scenarios. So yeah, so that answer and Thielen gets thirty five points. Thielen's going to get thirty. Thielen's going to have nineteen catches for forty eight yards and three TDs. Uh, just go, you know. Just He's due, Jay, because I thought Lamar was going for forty against you, and I was playing. He only got one touchdown. That's uh, and that's actually that's actually a valid stat line for Thielen too. To be honest with you, that's a very valid stat line. Um, so yeah, um, right, I so, think so. It, so long. So it's so it's the top. I'd say I say it's it's it is what it is right now. I'm gonna say yeah. it is the, the way that it is right now. Top eight teams are going. Okay, so you're gonna stick with Joe. Troy, Gar, and uh, Graw. Those are your those yeah. are your remaining so, teams. Yeah. And then... yeah, I think so. I don't see I don't see yeah, I mean I don't see anybody else that could that could sneak in. I think it's pretty well yeah. set. The only one who I'm the only one who has a chance and I'm just there's no fucking way. So, yeah, fair um, enough. I mean I, I love the confidence, so we'll go with that, you know. And uh <laughs> Gar what what's your uh I know you've got some thoughts. Like you've mentioned how you don't think you're making the playoffs now. So, uh, what's you, what's your take on this as well? I still think I'm looking at it all now, Matt. So, yeah, I mean, I don't have a quarterback because Dobbs is off this week, and did I even really have a quarterback anyway? So, uh, and then I thought I could fill in with my Jay. I was calling this to Matt, Joe, and Janowski on the side thread. The GFL wishbone offense playing Tate. You know, you don't have to play a quarterback. That's a super flex position. You can play any position. So I was going to play Taylor, Kamara, and Stevenson, which which really could probably oh, yeah. at least yeah. get me in the playoffs. I don't think it would win me the Garlando Bowl, but I don't think I'd be a pushover either. But now with Taylor going down, uh, probably until week fifteen or so, sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even have him for round one if I make the playoffs. I think uh, before that injury, I didn't think I was a Garlando Bowl champion. Now I really don't. But Matt, as far as the playoffs go, I should be Trent this week because he's just so decimated by bye weeks, mm-hmm. uh, just overall yeah. uh, injuries and ineptitude on his team. Uh, I should be able to to make the playoffs. I should win this week. 
should be able to hold up enough of a decent point total to get in, uh, even if uh, Kevin wins out uh, and Jay wins out. Uh, Jay deserves to make the playoffs, though. So, uh, Graw has just been on a roll lately. So, um, I think for sure, and not for sure, but I'll predict, obviously Matt's in. I think Joe's you know, going to be in uh, with his points. Uh, I think Troy's going to get in. Uh, I think Graw's going to get in. Uh, and then I think the top three, and then I think that last spot's going to come down to me, uh, Kevin, and Jay. And mm-hmm. huh, I mean, I'll predict me, but it's not a solid me. Let's just call it that. If you had the quick shot, would you be more solid or no? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt. Uh, I mean, you were, uh, you were talking about the quick shot with the Peckers getting you out of jams. And so. Uh, there's just, I mean, as much as you try to get out of that jam and push and push, sometimes you just can't get out of it. So, uh, the quick shot is, is a great therapy. Can't be used for everything. I don't know if it, it's going to be able to heal the peckers or uh, heal my season. I think with the quick shot, you might be able to slide right in though, too, at the same time. Yeah. I'll slide into the playoffs, but it's going to get me to that apex, that culmination <laughs> that I really need fantasy wise. I'm talking fantasy football. wise, not otherwise? I already got that. Trust me. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, it, both y'all make really good points. Um, I do think five are coming from the GFC. I think Kevin, with his point, now Kevin's got to win out. No question about Kevin has to win out, and he's only got eleven fifty seven for his points, so he's gonna have to really put up some numbers over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Don't I'm know gonna have to good. lose out. You know, I'm gonna have to lose to Trent this yeah. week. I just don't see that happening. I don't think you have to lose out, Gar, to not make the playoffs because if you look at the situation here, Joe's. Joe's eight and four, but Joe's in. His points is gonna. His points are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, besides Jay and myself. Uh, oh, you're I mean, right. Jay could Jay could hop me if he wins out. That's true. That's the thing. So, like Troy, Troy, who's Troy playing this week? He's playing. Um, he's playing the Peckers. Troy wins that game, right? Let's just say he does. He's eight and five. Okay. Uh, Troy's not up a, a sure dec- thing to win. Yeah. Well, sorry. Go on. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. If he play, if he puts up a decent number, Gar, you're. I mean, you may not put up a decent number this week because of your bye weeks and your situation that way too. So your points will drop, right? Um, Jay, he's probably. I think honestly, Jay, it's going to come down to that last game. But so say Troy goes eight and f- he's eight and five going in the last week. Jay seven and six going in the last week. I can easily see Jay winning. Jay going eight and six. Troy going eight and six. And if you lose one game, that may drop you out of the playoffs. Is what it is. You know what I mean? So I think. It's it's really going to be interesting because Graw, um, I think Graw beats me this week because I have Josh Allen on bye, and um, you know Olave may not play, so I may level that out. But if Graw, this is his, this is Graw's championship week right here, or his playoff week. If he wins this game, I think he's in. You know, so if it's me, I'm gonna obviously I'm in. Um, the top three from uh, from the VFC are in, uh, but I think it's going to be Joe, uh, Jay. Um, what is it, um, Graw, and then it's going to come down to Troy and Gar as the last spot. I don't know who's going to get that spot either. That's going to be the crazy thing about it. I have no idea. You know, so can, can you get in with seven with seven losses? Is it? I haven't. I have. I'm not sure if that's even possible. Um, for, for I don't. Get in I on. mean, I guess anything is possible right yeah, now. I'd but, have to look at the number. Yeah, you know, uh, it's probably just, possible, not likely. Yeah, yeah, right. because some. I mean, someone's going to. Uh, Jay, I think if you lose one more game, you're out probably. That's I, I yeah, think that's probably sure. going to happen. Yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Um, 
the other the other teams, I just don't see the schedule for them to get to seven losses. So I don't. I think you're going to see like like look look at my squad for example, right? I'm nine and three on top of the on top of the conference, but I can easily lose the last two games and end up in like seventh spot. So you know, it's really this year unlike a lot of other years where last year we kind of thought Janowski was just going to roll through everything, right? And because his team was so dominant, and usually we have a team that's so dominant, but this year. I don't think your seeding matters this year. I think you just got to get in because every team yeah. has their own ha- has their pluses and minuses. Anybody can so one versus one through eight. <laughs> there's really there's really no favorite here or anything like that too. You know, so it um it, it, it's I think just get in and then you know, honestly just see what happens. That's kind of the that's kind of the mantra uh, that I've got for playoffs this year. You know, so uh, let's see. Let's have a look here though. What I'm gonna look at here are some big games that we've got coming up this week, especially. No, okay. yeah, I was hoping we get to this match. We, yeah. we have to these last couple weeks. We've got a four. We got, I think we got four really big games this week. Okay, um, which this one, the first one, takes on a little bit less of importance for playoffs, but more for conference championship kind of stuff because. I thought Joe was honestly Gar. I thought you. I couldn't see you losing after Zay Flowers had that tie. I, I couldn't believe you lost. Honestly, I like, had all. The, I had all, Joe was the only one who knew. I had all the momentum. I was calm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Joe, 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 Joe. Honestly, Joe was just buttering you up. Is really what was happening. He knew all along. But um, Mike Wilson versus Joe. Uh, this is this is interesting because Mike still got a shot at the conference championship on his side. Uh, let's see here. Corey's five and one conference. Mike's five and two. That's our domain tiebreaker here. Um, you know, so that being said, Corey obviously has to lose another game in conference. But uh, Joe and I are top of the other conference, and Joe basically, if Joe loses and I win this week, it doesn't matter what happens in week fourteen between him and I. I win the I win the conference championship. Okay, but um, how does this game look for you guys, uh, Jay? I guess I guess we can start with you. Uh, who do you think wins this game? And um, you know, how does it how does it go? Sorry, sorry. Say, I was looking at the some all the matchups. Which which matchup? Uh, we're looking at Joe one? Joe versus Mike Wilson. Joe versus Mike. Let's see. So we're yeah. Uh, Guard, you want to start? And I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll uh, do it. Uh, it. Yeah, I got it here. Um, I'm just I can just kind of look at the overall look at these matchups, but I'm definitely feeling Joe just because of bye weeks for Mike here. Uh, Waddle at Washington is a this is, should be a good matchup for Waddle. Uh, Pickens against Arizona is a good matchup. Uh, Gibbs and, and Montgomery have been able to really share the workload and do it well. And, and Gibbs is getting a lot of passing work. Uh, Laporte had a good comeback game against me last night, uh, last week after a couple of down <laughs> weeks. Uh, Mostert, you know, so he gets anything. He may not get a lot of catches, but man, that running offense, if, if uh, uh, the A chain is out uh, again, or if he's not, I mean, Mostert's just been solid all year, one of the best running backs. Uh, Goff. Turnovers, but still putting up points. And so at New Orleans, uh, we could put up some points too. Uh, that's not a horrible matchup either. Kansas City's at Green Bay against Love. That could uh, present some opportunities. So he's looking good. Uh, on the other side, Tyreek uh, has done very well since I traded him. Just continuing 2025 20, a game. Watson's actually gotten touchdowns the last two weeks, of course, right when I traded him. That's, that's some Jay Bringle luck there. Um, <laughs> B. John Robinson, I watched a little of that led, that game against the Saints. I mean, he looks good out there and just can do so many, so many things. Uh, Kittle, uh, how did he do the last? He's not. He hasn't been getting Matt. I'm point out tons of volume, and so he had a down week last week. But you know, he's getting close to five, six targets uh, average at least a game. So he's always a, a threat going against Philly. So you think maybe the receivers 
might have more of a go of it, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, because of bye weeks, he's got to play t- Algiers, so that, that really hurts. Stroud against Denver, the way their defense is playing, I, I don't know if he's going to reach that 17-point projection. I, Joe should win this game. Yeah, looking at it here too, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Well, let's now see. Tampa's playing against Carolina at home, so there's some opportunity there for Mike. So, mm-hmm. in case, unless Tampa goes off, I'm going to predict Joe pretty strongly here. All right, Jay, what do you think? Even, even without Diggs, I didn't even notice Diggs was in line. Joe's just got, you know, he's got enough there that I think he's he should win this. All right, Jay, I would what do you say think? if I'd say if if Noah Brown plays, um, is he going to play in Week 13? I think it's too soon to see, right? Um, um, I don't. I don't have any plays, reports on him yet. If he plays to where he doesn't have to wear, uh, Mike doesn't have to play Algier. I think. I think Mike has a real good shot at it, just because he's yeah. got that top end. Bijan is. I was just reading a lot of articles coming out, fantasy articles coming out, saying he's. He looks like he's going to be a league winner for a lot of people, just because Atlanta's like they're leading the division at four and six or whatever the hell they are, um, or yeah, five whatever the hell they are. They're under five under and six. Or Jay, give five and six. Credit. Yeah, five. Yeah. But they're leading the division, so they're going to start. You know, their season's um, still very much alive, so they're going to start feeding the best players, and he's just going to get more and more volume down the line. So I think, I think it's going to be tough to beat Mike with Tyreek in tow now, especially with Stroud. I mean, he's got some, especially if Kittle does in the, in the last few weeks what he did for me last year. Oh God, you know, yeah. Uh, but I, but in this one, I think if uh, Algier, if, if Mike has to play Algier, then Joe Joe gets him. Yeah, I I think it's interesting because Mike's team. I mean, Mike's team's a league winning team. Is what he's got. Mike Mike has yeah. a championship team. Honestly, if this is a playoff start today, I would put Mike Wilson as your favorite because he's got Tyree Kill, who can go for fifty whenever he whenever he wants to, basically. Yeah. You know, so that having that kind of blow up potential puts Mike as a favorite. Now Bijan, he's. I think it's like a. 66 33 percentage in terms of carries between him and Algier. So I, I get why Mike's playing because Algier is still getting 10 12 carries a game, but Bijan's just doing a lot more with his stuff. So I, 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 you know, I almost I'm debating keeping Denver's defense this week because they've just been so good last few weeks, you know. But I, you know, it's hard to we'll, we'll see if I, I haven't really made a decision on that yet. But um, I just think Joe's got a little bit too much firepower as well. So I'm gonna pick, I, I think Joe wins this one. I don't think it's gonna be, um, uh, a massive win or anything like that, but I do think Joe wins this one. But you know, looks like Fantasy Pros is projecting uh, Mike Wilson to win this one, which is interesting, even though Yahoo's basically calling it a wash right now. So we'll see how it goes, you know. But I'm gonna say Joe on this one for sure. So um, next one we're looking at here, guys. <clears throat> it's uh, let's have Jay. I'm gonna go to your game because Steve's out of it, obviously, but you can't afford a loss here on this one. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Gar, Gar, go ahead and go ahead and start it off, and Jay, you can uh, you can throw in your victimization afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I pre- uh, I self victimized myself, man. I picked Steve for the playoffs, even though an auto draft team, so he hasn't come through. But yeah. uh, he does have some players who can produce. I guess everyone conceivably has players who can produce, but I think he's got pretty decent personnel. So let's take a look at this. Uh, Metcalf is playing on Thursday at Dallas. That's not a not a great matchup. Uh, Godwin's playing against uh, Carolina, uh, and Godwin's been very quiet. Not a lot of touchdowns this year. Not quite the volume he's gotten with Brady, but he's still a decent mm-hmm. player. Robinson been very, very, very solid this year. Uh, going against uh, Miami at home, so uh, I wouldn't like that on the road. I'm okay with that more at home. 
especially since Hal can move the team. You know, Miami's got a good defense. Fryer moves had a great week last week, so maybe he's coming back on board. Yeah, that was that, that pissed me off, dude. I thought I was concerned I was going to lose at one point because Fryer couldn't stop catching the fucking ball. It was just driving me yeah, nuts for the bro. first time. Really? Let's see if it's all, all year, man. He hadn't had a head game like that. Yeah, not even close. Hadn't had more than four targets all year and had eleven last week. So yeah, um, he was injured a lot though. Uh, Judy, um, you know, he's only predicted for eight points. I mean, yeah, I mean, I kind of see why, uh, I always kind of think of him, I guess, as better, uh, than he is. He hasn't really had much of a year. Uh, Steve's going to pick up a kicker, Tucker. I mean, what a great kicker Tucker is. He didn't miss a field goal last week. Uh, Mahomes at Green Bay. I mean, could be good. Could be, I mean, you just don't know with, uh, as Jay pointed out, the lack of really good receiving personnel. So, um, you know, with Metcalf playing against Dallas, uh, a lot of uncertainty there for Steve. I mean, it, it could be a 70-point week. It could be a 110-point week. We don't know. Now, Jay on the other side. We already uh, know, McC- we already know McC- what's going to happen. We already know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, we, yeah, it'll be more the 110 to 150, right, on the Steve side. <laughs> we, know, we know that. But for Jay, just kind of did an objective analysis McLaurin uh, at home against Miami. I mean, at least he's at home, Jay. You know, on the road, yeah. I wouldn't feel as, as good about it. At least he's at home. Ike's been kind of quiet. He was quiet as far as targets go. How's he been quiet the last few weeks, Jay? Or is just really? just last week? I'm trying to click on the note here. Yeah, he, actually, he got he, he, six yeah. targets. So he's been very quiet with targets the last three weeks. Yeah. So he may be due to really get him a little more work. He's going against Philly, so that's a good matchup for you there. Uh, Javante against the Texans. Y'all know the Texans have come all the way from having the worst run defense in the NFL. I checked this out. They have like the third, second or third best yards per carry against uh, defense in the NFL. So uh, that being said, Javante is always good for volume. McBride, how's he done the last couple of weeks? I mean, he's just he's uh, not bad. He's getting a lot a of targets. That's a weapon for Jay yeah. there at the tight yeah. end position. Pittman's been a weapon all year. Now without Taylor, that could be good for him. Uh, Herbert at New England. Oh, Jay, I, I don't see it getting 19. I mean, I just see that game being real. It's, it's New England. It'll, somehow they'll stay in, and it'll be really ugly. So that's one I'm not high on. He's got to pick up a defense. Um, yeah. Jay should win this. Jay should win this, Matt. I mean, yeah. I, Jay, what do you, I mean, I'm Jay, confident you... in saying that, more confident than the other game, but, you know, who knows? Jay, yeah. what's, your unbi- you... what's your unbiased opinion on your game? How do you think it's going to how, how unfold? Unbiased, though, I think there's two. There's going to be two key things. One is, I think McLaurin is due to have like a, a fucking decent game. You know, like he's, he's, like he's, he's going to catch a TD or something that's going to help. Like I, where he just gets twenty, he's not going to get like thirty. But if he could just fucking get twenty, just one fucking time, that would be huge. Um, but I think so. That's a key guy for me in this week. But um, Fryermuth is only projected to get six, and he's just coming off a game with. The Pittsburgh offense gained like 400 yards for the first time in like three years or something, and he got yeah. 11 targets. Well, that's gonna they're gonna build on that. So, and they're playing Arizona, who fucking quit on the season like you know, two you know before it started. So, um, yeah. I I think he's gonna get way more than six. Um, so that's uh, those are the key guys. I think uh, obviously Mahomes can pop, but I don't think he's gonna need to um, in that game because um, although shit, I'm tempted. I, I might just bench Herbert and play. Love because I I'm I'm thinking the same thing you are Gar but um, I almost did that last week and not doing it could have cost me because uh, I knew that the Baltimore matchup was not a good one for him the New England one he they're not going to have to score I mean shit if they score ten points they're going to win so there's no need to push it uh, down you know push it down the field no not gonna... there's not going to be any pace in that game at all none yeah yeah you know, Jay I'm looking at your squad have you ever seen someone with more of a fluctuation 
of point of uh, projected points than Jonu Smith. He started the season at one point nine eight, mid season up to eight point eight. Yeah. Now he's down to three. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious, yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, right. I, I think I, I think Jay, you'll win this because McCl- I, I agree with you about McLaurin. He's due because over his last six games, uh, excuse me, last seven games, he's got sixty six targets. He's averaging close to nine, excuse me, close to ten targets a game. With that kind of volume, you're you're gonna do something eventually, you know. Yeah. And it's maybe this is the week. Um, Philly's pass defense, as I mentioned earlier, is really pretty poor. So if if, uh, if Purdy can, you know, be pretty good. Uh, then you know we're uh, you should be fine with that, and then the rest of it I think you'll just fill in the fill in the pieces. To be honest with you, I Steve's got Steve's here's where here's where Steve's chance comes in. Um, he's got a DK needs to have a big game, obviously, but Brian Robinson didn't have a great game last week. But uh, Miami's got a pretty good run defense, but can Brian Robinson do well against them? Is the case if he does. And doing well doesn't mean you need to go for a whole bunch of yards. Just maybe a couple goal line scores, and all of a sudden you're you're in business, you know. So um, Steve has chances here because if you know if if Pittsburgh can move the ball with their tight end, then if Mahomes has a good game, if Frymouth has a good game, then he gets a good game out of one or both DK and Robinson. All of a sudden, you know, now we've got a game. But is that going to happen? I don't think so. To be honest with you. So I think Jay. I think Jay wins this one and sets up the Bringle Bowl for the playoffs. I think that's really what happens, in my opinion. Brian Robbins is a great X-factor, like you were talking about, Matt. I'm mean, looking at his, He's averaging uh, six targets a game the last three mm-hmm. games. He had games with six catches and seven catches. So he's definitely become more multidimensional this year. Yeah. You saw that right away week one. He didn't have many targets, but he got a touchdown. We were kind of laughing yeah. about yeah. that. But, no, we can't laugh anymore because he's going to get probably over 40 catches this year. So yeah, For um, sure. Yeah, good X-factor. So, all right, next game we're looking at here is going to be myself versus Grodd. I'm sorry it's sorry for the DFC listeners. It's a lot of GFC this week because we just have more teams in playoff contention than y'all do. So, sorry about that. But um, We should at least go through Kevin. He listens every week and just see what kind of chance he has against uh, We can do that. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's the last game that I have up here. But um, uh, myself versus Grodd is a big game for, for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, for me, if I win, then... Uh, no matter what it set, no matter what happens, whether I win or I lose, it sets up a conference championship uh, handy bowl ne- uh, in week fourteen. No matter what happens, basically. Okay, uh, <laughs> your, your dream come true, man. You and Joe's dream. What dream uh, come, our dream come true? <laughs> I really think that Joe and I would consider retirement from the GFL if he and I met in the Garlando Bowl. I think we would consider it. Probably wouldn't do it, but we like. How is it going to get better than this? Okay, but will um, you at least do the podcast with me though? I, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll still do the podcast. I'll still follow. I don't think I could ever quit fantasy football because I'm too, I'm too, I'm too much of a dead degenerate. There's no way I could do it. But, um, <laughs> you know, and then plus that means I'd have to be off my, my – plus way, my wife wouldn't be able to yell at me for being on my phone all day on Sunday. So I got to give her something to yell at me for, okay? So I got I to gotta do that, all right? But that being said – It's good for the said, relationship. It's good for the relationship. Sure. Let's go with that. Um <laughs> That's like the quick said, shot. <laughs> Gra- Gra needs to win this game, I think, because him going eight and six. Now his point total has gotten a lot better over the past couple of weeks, but it's still low. Okay, so he's only at twelve twenty two, where he's the he's the lowest of the of the playoff competitors in the GFC right now. So he's going to have to have a good game. Um, I guess Gar, why don't you go ahead and take it, man, and then I'll, I, we can all we can all chime in after. What, that. what have you heard about Olave? 
Uh, he's got a concussion, so who knows if he's going to play or not? No one really knows. Okay, let's assume he's let's assume he's playing. Uh, but if it's not horrible concussion, these guys can get through it in a week. But yeah, it's tricky. So it's probably sixty forty plays, right? There's no, no one. Yeah, I mean concussions are weird. Uh, it could be a a couple of days. It could be a couple of weeks. You know, who knows? And so exactly, because if he's got to go to another guy, he's going to have to play. He'll just slide Ridley in, who's been playing real well. I mean, him and I were talking trade with Ridley. I should be more serious about it because he's had a great resurgence the last couple of weeks. He'll have to play either, uh, if he doesn't pick someone up, uh, probably Antonio Gibson or Miles Sanders. Sanders has actually been getting some work uh, as far as just volume uh, the last few couple of weeks. So he might it might go with, I'd probably go with Miles Sanders in there. So that's a big drop off. So, um, okay. So he has, Dale's been playing just so well, had an okay week last week going against Denver. He's been playing well. You think he can at least get the 12 point projection they have him for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren, uh, this new offensive coordinator, they're speaking pretty highly of after firing their other one. And uh, man, I mean, <laughs> Warren yards per carry, I mean, just, you know, just looking really good. Very explosive. A lot of pass-catching work. So, what a revelation he's been this year. Kelsey is Kelsey. Ridley's been doing great. Lawrence is kind of – I don't think he – Graw was telling me, I don't think he's had a three-touchdown game all year. I don't think it's going to happen uh, on Monday against Cincinnati because I just don't see Cincinnati doing much against the Jacksonville defense with Browning in there as quarterback. So, <laughs> um it's hard to really gauge. So, and then uh, the Chargers are going against at New England, so that could be a real good X factor for Graw this week. So, on the other side, Matt Puka's uh, uh, had kind of an off last few uh, weeks. Uh, no, he, week eleven he was good, but four out of the last five weeks he's done very, very little. So, uh, kind of hard to predict what you're going to get out of him, especially going against uh, Cleveland. Uh, Devontae Smith uh, at home against San Francisco, that's not a great matchup. He's had a good last two weeks. Maybe he won't have that great of a, ma- a game this week. Uh, Kyron Williams, yeah, maybe I should have realized that he could have been a keeper for me la- next year, Matt, because, <laughs> wow, what a game last week, almost 40 points. Um, and then, man, is Goddard coming back? Have you read anything about that? Don't know. He's, I know he's pushing to play, but I'm not sure if he's, uh, but, if he's ready to They may back. wait a week. There's no huge rush with the way they are right now. Let's assume no. Otten's in there. Otten's been solid. Should get you seven, you know, around what they're saying at least, around seven yeah. points. Rashad White, I don't know why they're predicting him so low. He should be a couple points higher. He's been mm-hmm. 15 basically every week. And so in that other position, I think, Matt, against the Arizona, Deontay Johnson's due for a nice at least 15-point game. But you just need to wait. Well, can you – is Minshew kind of – Minshew or another quarterback on the waiver wire a better yeah. uh, option? So Yeah, I haven't made I don't know what you're going to do with that. What do you, what yeah, do you I haven't made a final – I haven't made a final call on what I'm doing with that yet. It's obviously – for my current roster, it's between Deontay and um, and Minshew. However, if Goddard is healthy and he's playing, he's an option as well uh, to go double tight end. So we'll see how that goes. But um, haven't made a decision just yet. I'm just going to call Graw, but I have no idea because there's just too much uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, Jay, what do you think about this game? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, unfortunately, because I, I would much – prefer Eric to lose um, and, and, and open up my uh, chances. Bad, bad draw, um, you know, matchup wise on your side, it was yeah. buys too. Yeah. I don't, I don't see how, and his team is, his team's peaking. He's got, you know, guys who are um, on teams who are in the playoff hunt, but, but not like decidedly. Yeah. So, so they're, they're going to be leaning on the, like his team's actually built to maybe you know, make a make a run at this point as well. So it is. I think Jalen Warren certainly helps his team now that he's actually playing a lot more. Um, yeah, and Arizona hasn't Arizona hasn't 
held a team under 100 yards rushing all season long. So uh, whether that's all Jalen Warren or a mixture between Jalen and Najee, also with with Pittsburgh committing a lot more to the run right now, don't know how that's going to play in for Deontay and everything like that. So I think Jalen Warren's probably primed to have a pretty decent game. Obviously, Kyron Williams tore them up for almost 40 points last week. So, you know, kind of one of those things. But um, Denver's defense is actually big time on their pass defense. So there is hope that Tank doesn't have a monster game. Alave being out would help me a lot. However, no matter what, um, I don't have my big gun, my 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 big time player this week in Josh Allen, right? And that that hurts a lot, and I've got to kind of figure out what to do with that. I don't like my matchups this week, to be honest with you. I think um, Puka's going to have a hard time against Cleveland's defense. I think Kyron can actually do well against Cleveland's running defense, and I think Rashad and believe it or not, uh, San Francisco's pass defense isn't that great against uh, fantasy wide receivers. So Devonta could have a decent game there, but I just, you know, with when you're losing kind of your big gun, basically, I, I think that's going to hurt. So I don't think I, I never thought I was going to win this week. Still don't think I'm going to win this week. And uh, I think Grawl, unfortunately, um, goes ahead and beats me this week. So uh, last but not least here, let's go ahead and look at Kevin's game. Uh, Kevin's actually um, Kevin. It's a big game, Kevin, because if Kevin loses he's out, basically, no matter what. So uh, Gar, why don't we take this last one here? He's going to be going up against Lane which should be a good game just because, you know, two very dedicated fantasy managers, uh, long-time fantasy players, and, you know, I know Lane hopefully has a little bit of sense of pride and doesn't want to get his ass kicked the rest of the season. That. Did Lane not play Wilson last week? Because I see him on the bench here. Um, he's got, he's got Zach Moss, too, for God's sakes. He's, yeah, this okay, is not so a good last matchup. Week, for... I was going to see, because we know Lane's lost about he played four him. games this year, not playing the right guy. So he played Douglas over Wilson. Wilson, Douglas got 10.9. Wilson, so he wouldn't have won his matchup, but of course, no. just, I just don't know what he's, I just don't know what he's thinking. So, um, I, I, and I you're not going to play, you're not going to play Rishi Rice over any of those guys that he had in there. So, um, it's not, then that's not a bad move. No, I'm saying last week he had St. Brown playing. He played um, uh, Douglas over uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, yeah, I don't know why you'd play. Honestly, I don't know why you'd do that. I, I, I mean, I guess it's one of those where you, he has more faith in the in the quarterback situation of New England compo- as opposed to the Jets. But <laughs> that's that's a tall. I mean, that's 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 one and the same basically. But if you look at Garrett Wilson's stats over the entire season. He's been Zach Wilson proof, basically. Look at his stats with the exception of the last Buffalo game, you know, when that was actually when Boyle was in. So maybe that's why he didn't play him. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't play Garrett Wilson. But it, it doesn't matter. He still would, he still would have lost. It, it, doesn't, it wouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, I'm going to assume he's going to put Wilson in there. So, I mean, that gives him a good team, you know. I mean, he has a good team. He's got uh, Saint, even though he's three and nine, he's blown so many games just by managerial decisions. St. Brown mm-hmm. at, at New Orleans, and he could be good. Uh, he's going to have Garrett Wilson in there, I'll assume. Uh, Montgomery uh, had a good right. He had a good game last week, right? He's been having good games. Um, yeah, yeah. He had a, another good game last week. Um, Schultz had an off week, but uh, I don't know how Denver's against tight ends. But you would think he'd probably rebound. Hall at home against Atlanta. Okay. Now, Atlanta's defense is not as good. as so The Jets struggled mightily, obviously, against the Dolphins last week. Atlanta's got an okay defense. The Jets are at home now. They're not on the road. And Boyle did start some games last year. I just 
I see this as a game where Hall could exceed this projection and do and do something. And then you got Russell Wilson against the Texans, where they're probably going to have to do something. So Wilson's a candidate to get multiple touchdowns, at least. And he's been a top 10, 15 quarterback most of the year. Now, Lane's got Philly uh, going against San Francisco. That's probably not, He'd probably be better to pivot off them. He's probably not. So let's look at Kevin on the other side. He's got Cup coming back. He didn't play last week, right? Or did he play? No, he played. Week? He played. He just didn't do anything. Okay. Yeah, he's, you know. He's just not quite himself, and he's going against Cleveland. So 13.78 is probably a fair uh, projection for him. Smith mm-hmm. and Jibba, uh, again, not a great matchup against Dallas. Smith and Jibba is very solid for 7 to 10 points almost every week. Uh, got that basically last week. So let's assume he gets around that 7-8 number. Etienne's had been off the last couple weeks. They're going against Cincinnati. He should get a lot of work, though. So you'd think he'd at least reach that projection. Logan Thomas so off and on, so who knows. Uh, Dotson at home against Miami. Again, they've had pretty good defense. He has been doing better lately. He recovered last week and got 10 points. I mean, he's probably good for about 10 at least. Uh, Prescott at home against Seattle. Uh, Seattle's got a good D. You would think Prescott will get multiple touchdowns and get fairly close to that 19.55 number. I don't think he's, I don't know if he's necessarily going to get all the way there, though. Then he's got New England. Uh, hopefully, he pivots off. I'm sure he'll probably pivot off New England and go with a different defense. Um, man, I mean, this is a close, this is a really close one to call. Uh, it's just, how can you have any faith in Lane? I'm going to go with Kevin. He's usually a strong finisher and, uh, we'll see if that continues. He, by the way, I wanted to point out, Matt, he had that heartbreaker with Corey with Hawkinson getting the touchdown on Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of Kyle Rudolph doing me, doing that to me a few years ago against my mm-hmm. brother-in-law, John Gold, to knock me out of the playoffs. Same kind of, same kind of situation. Uh, late in the game, needed four or five points and just got it all in that play, basically. Uh, and then he had that other fluke one, remember, when he was on the show a couple weeks ago. So Kevin really should probably be 8-4 right now, too. Yeah, Jay, Jay did the same thing to me a few years back when uh, the Chiefs and the Rams were playing in Mexico. In that crazy ass like fifty two forty nine game, whatever it was, and Kelsey yeah. needed uh, like twenty nine points to beat me. Basically, and I was like, okay, yeah. I feel good about it. Yeah, Kelsey yeah. had like twenty nine point three. Some shit like that it pissed me off. <laughs> so uh, it happens yeah, to us all. And you remember them, right? I don't remember those wins, guys, but I know me and Jay especially. We remember those losses. Yeah, I know. I I know. I beat Jay in the goal. Oh, yeah. It hurt. That's all. That's but uh, Jay, go ahead. What do you think about this game, boss? What do you think? Man, it's 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 interesting. I think is if if the lineups are what they are right now, uh, I think Kevin has a good shot. If Lane wisely benches Hall, puts Zach Moss in there, and then plays Garrett Wilson over Demario, I think he's going to steamroll Kevin. Yeah, good point about but, Moss. Um, he needs to be in there. Great point. So yeah, Lane, Moss is probably Moss really is actually fucking... the favorite in this if he plays these guys. Yeah, I yeah I happen to I, I agree with that sentiment. I, I'm not sure if you bench Brees Hall or not. I, I'm not sure, but the Atlanta's run defense has been uh, one of the top two run defenses against for fantasy defenses uh, in the league. So also, I I can't imagine this game is going to be scoring a bunch of points on one on on you know. So I don't know how well Brees Hall is going to do because uh, I just don't think the points are going to be there because I don't think you're going to be able to the ball. You know, so Zach Moss might be a better candidate uh, to play. And when Zach Moss played without Taylor there, well, didn't he score? Was he scoring like twenty plus points a game? Or monster, like yeah, yeah, he, he had, he had a, yeah. I mean, he was at, he looked like Jonathan Taylor, and then they gave Jonathan yeah. Taylor eight million. Now right. he's hurt, and now they're going to put it back in. He feels like Jonathan. Taylor. Don't pay a fucking running back on these NFL teams. My God, don't fucking do it uh, because Moss is Moss looked like a beast in there. 
um, yeah. when he was when he was in there. Um, and what did they? I mean, they're paying him like three million or something. You know, like come on, man. Just well, you know why they don't pay. You know why they're not paying running backs. I mean, because well, first off, the injury rates are one, but. Like if you ever look at a running back, right? With well, the rookie, the rookie deal is what five years? Is that what the rookie deal is, or what? Yeah, I think go up to that first rounder if you yeah. franchise them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but my point is, running backs are in their like, like take Bijan Robinson for example, right? He's in his prime right now. Running backs are in their prime the minute they step into the league. That's what they're in their prime. Okay. So once their rookie deal is done, they're look at Ezekiel Elliott. Dude, dude can't move basically yeah, or anything like watch, that, right? Yeah. And he got well, he was washed the minute he got that contract. Okay, so you know these guys, you know you have your anomalies like Nick Chubb and uh, Derrick Henry and guys like that are still productive well in their late twenties and things like that. But um, you know, I I just don't I just don't see guys really lasting much longer into their you know mid twenties. You know, and then they really start to you know fall off the cliff unless unless the running back position changes to where you have a lot more pass catching, a lot less hits. That's how you're just not going to get paid just because you're once yeah. your rookie deal is done, you're fucked basically. You know. Well, so. and don't forget too that they paid. I mean, the Colts gave Taylor sixty some million. You know. Yeah. And then yeah. And now he's hurt again already. He's hurt again. And yeah. Moss, when he was out the first time, was going bonkers. They absolutely yeah. did not need to pay him, but no. they did. So anyway, if Moss plays, if he plays Moss, I mean, hell, actually, what I would do if I were Lane, sorry, well, I don't know if I want to help him, but. I would pay. I would play Moss and Rasheed Rice, uh, and and Rasheed Rice could go for. He's going to become the alpha receiver for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So you know they're going to start force feeding him the ball because they have to, um, mm-hmm. and he's going to get better and better. And he's good after the catch, um, or at least at least slightly above average, um, which is as good as the Chiefs receivers get at anything. Um, and and you know yeah. So it but could be a tough. It, it could be a tough week for Kevin. If you were Lane, though, wouldn't Kevin score 140 points against you and not to worry about it? That's true. If I were Lane, Kevin, if I were Lane, then um, let me see. Lane Thomas would go for 30 on me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, maybe he doesn't have to worry about it. I, I, and Lane, I, guys, I, um, Lane, Lane can identify as Jay if he wants to, Matt. That's his choice. It is his choice, <laughs> and we're all about inclusivity around here as well. Okay, so um, yeah, we, we, you know we're on. We're on Apple, so we have to we have to tailor to our crowd, okay? But um, that being said, I'm looking at the matchups right here. I, I Cooper Cup is due for a big game here sooner or later. I just don't think this comes against the, um, you know, me. I don't know, man. I mean, it just hasn't been going well for him. I don't know if the guy's really healthy. That's the whole thing. I'm just not sure if he's healthy, you know? Are you talking and, about Lane, Lane mentally? Because he's been making a lot of bad decisions. Or no, I'm talking, talking about Coop, I'm talking about Cooper Cup. I'm talking about Cooper Cup. So, okay, okay. Um, you know, we've already established Lane has uh, had a very interesting fantasy football season. We already established that fact. And uh, <laughs> Lane um, flew over the cuckoo's nest. Is his story? No question. <laughs> but um, I think Dak's going to have to have a monster game. And it was a good trade by Kevin to get Dak. But I, I think Dak's going to have to have a monster game. And I don't see New England's defense having a monster game. I, I just see Lane winning this one, unfortunately. Um, because when Lane made his trade, his trade actually turned his team into a pretty solid team all around, to be honest with you, you know, so, um, Kevin's going to have a hard time, Can't I think Kevin's going to have to put up about 100 points to win this game, I uh, just don't see it happening, uh, ETN's touchdowns have kind of dried up a little bit, so he's not doing quite as well as he was, and Dotson is, man, the guy's so hit or miss, I have him in their league, sometimes he gets you 18 points, sometimes he gets you 
0.8, you know, and just drives you nuts, you know. So, uh, Kevin, love you. I know you listen, but I uh, don't think you're winning this week, buddy, unfortunately. so <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, on Hart alone, and he just, I don't know, he's always got good late-season momentum. That's what I'm yeah. just thinking he's got to, he'll, he'll do it somehow, some way. Yeah, but – uh, that being said, guys, this wraps up our one hour and 51 minutes. New record, one hour and 51 minutes. Holy shit. History right. has been made. And, Matt, we got, we're slipping in there two hours. I mean, we've been doing a lot of talking about slipping in a lot of places tonight with a lot of different yes. things. But make well, sure we don't go over two hours and risk it. I'll go ahead and use the quick shot after this because I do need to go to bed soon after this. So I'll use the quick shot and go to bed after that. Jay's only regret uh, is he has to wait till tomorrow. I know. I know. We, well, we set our first record. We set our first record with Jay on the first time we were doing the. We had a guest appearance. Most of our shows prior to that guest appearance were probably about 45, 50 minutes, roughly. And then when Jay came on, I remember it was an hour and 20 minutes for our first show, and which, of course, has now turned into the standard. And now Jay's appearance is now an hour and 52 minutes. So. Um, Impressive for uh, for what we're doing. Yeah, be our guest, be our guest, put our show stamina to the test, won't you? Yes. Guys? <laughs> uh, Jay, awesome having you on, man. Really enjoyed yeah. uh, your stats Thanks and kind of rebutting that and kind of having a little fun going back and forth like that. Oh yeah. Um, definitely stay on the line, stay on the line, so we don't lose all this amazing content. Obviously, yep. but uh, Gar, if you have some royalty, non royalty free, man, go ahead and leave us out with that. Well, Matt, we I always talk about it. <coughs> we're trying to be covert mm. about it, but I just realized I remember last year. The NFL for a Fantasy Pros commercial was one of our sponsors, so mm-hmm. I feel entitled. And even though I'm white, I'm just going to allow that to happen. I'm going to be okay with it. And I'm going to play uh, this song to lead us out. Good luck to everyone this week. Boy, do I need it. <laughs> What's going on with Dobbs <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor? Good luck, fellas. Good luck. Talking to you.